0: Welcome to the 100th Grey Cup game from Rogers Centre in Toronto, Ontario.
1: Grey direct du centre Rogers Toronto, Ontario.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, please join us in welcoming the Western Division champion Calgary Stampeders. Veuillez vous joindre à nous
1: pour la présentation de l'équipe championne de l'Ouest, les Stampeders de Calgary. This is it.
0: Number 101 for the 80s. The game we've been dreaming of. One more hurdle. A title shot. Only one team left standing. In their backyard? No problem. This is for all the glory. One last game. The prize is right before our eyes. We are the Western Division Champions. We are, we are the Calgary Stampede. And now, let's meet the defensive lineup
1: for the Calgary Stampeders. And now, voici la formation partante en attaque pour les Stampeders de Calgary.
0: At defensive end, from Northwood University, number 39, Charleston
1: Hughes. Ailier defensif de l'Université Northwood, number 39, Charleston Hughes.
0: at defensive tackle from the University of Tennessee number 96
1: Demonte Bolden Blacker de l'Université du Tennessee numéro 96 de Monte Bolden
0: at defensive tackle from the University of
1: Wyoming number 99 Corey Mace. Blacker the University du Wyoming numéro 99 Corey Mace.
0: At defensive end from the University of Kentucky,
1: number 97, Anwar Stewart. de l'Université du Kentucky, numéro 97, Anwar Stewart.
0: At linebacker from Middle Tennessee State University, number 25, Keon Raymond. Secondeur de
1: l'Université Middle Tennessee State, Numéro 25, Guion Raymond.
0: At middle linebacker, from the University of Alabama, number 12,
1: Juan Simpson. Secondeur de l'Université de l'Alabama, Numéro 12, Joan Simpson.
0: At linebacker, from the University of Louisville, number 11, Malik Jackson.
1: Secondaire de l'Université de Louisville, numéro 11, Malik Jackson. At cornerback,
0: from the University of South Carolina, number 8, Fred Bennett.
1: Demi-de-coin de de luniversite de la Caroline du Sud, numéro 8, Fred Bennett.
0: At defensive back, from Texas Christian University,
1: number zero, Quincy Butler. Demi-defensive de, de l'Université Texas Christian, numero zero, Quincy Butler. At defensive back, from Sacramento State, number 28, Brandon Smith. Demi-defensive de, de l'Université Sacramento State, numero 28. Brandon Smith.
0: At cornerback, from Western Kentucky University, number 32, Darius Brooks.
1: demi de l'Universite Western Kentucky, numero 32, Darius Brooks.
0: At safety, from Central Michigan University, Number 7, Eric Fraser. Baron de l'Université Central Michigan. Number 7, Eric Fraser. The head coach is John Huffnagle, And here are the rest of the Calgary
1: Stan Peters. is John the rest of the
0: And welcoming the Eastern Division champions, the Toronto Argonauts.
1: Et maintenant, veuillez vous joindre à nous pour la présentation de l'équipe championne de l'est, les Argonauts de Toronto.
2: This is the moment, the 100th
3: Grey Cup game. Home field, our city, our house. This is our destiny. There is no tomorrow. 15-time Grey Cup champions, the double blue, the potent, nothing but tradition. We are Eastern Division champions. We are, we are, we are the Toronto Argonauts. Argonauts!
0: And now, let's meet the starting offensive
1: lineup for the Toronto Argonauts. Et maintenant, voici la formation offensive partante des champions de l'Est, les Argonauts de Toronto. At left tackle, from
0: Abilene Christian, number 65, Tony Washington.
1: La carte à gauche de l'université Abilene Christian, number 65, Tony Washington.
0: From Washington State University,
1: number 59, Joe Appel. à gauche de l'université Washington State, numéro 59, Joe Appel.
0: At center, from Western University, number 67,
1: Jeff Keeping. Au centre, de l'université Western, numéro 67, Jeff Keeping.
0: Right guard from Boston College, number 57, Mark Parentot.
1: Garde à the University l'Université Boston College, numéro 57, Mark Parentot.
0: That right tackle from McMaster University, number 54,
1: Chris Van Zyl. Blocker à gauche, blocker à droite de l'Université McMaster, numéro 54, Chris Van Zyl.
0: At receiver from McMaster University, number 88, Mike Bradwell. Receiver de l'Université McMaster, numéro 88, Mike Bradwell. At slotback from Sacramento State,
1: number 81, Jason Barnes. Deuxième de l'Université Sacramento State, numéro 81, Jason Barnes. Slotback
0: from York University, number 32, Andre Dury.
1: Denis, Serre de l'Université York, le <inaudible> numéro 32, Andre Dury.
0: At wide receiver, from the University of Virginia, number 11, Dontrell Inman. Receiver de
1: l'Université de la Virginie, le numéro 1, Don Inman. at right back from New Hampshire, number 44, Chad Cacker Let me up on the, let me New Hampshire. Let me move down Chad Kacker
0: at slot back from the University of Hawaii, the 2012 most outstanding play number two.
1: Chad Owens. Debutant CV de l'Université de Hawaii. Le spot excellent de la saison 2012. Le numéro 2, Chad Owens.
0: At quarterback, from Sacramento
1: State, number 15, Ricky Ray. Au facteur de car de l'Université Sacramento State, le numéro 15, Ricky Ray.
0: The head coach is Scott Milanovic.
1: And here are the rest of the Toronto Argonauts. Not the it's Scott Milanovic. And voici le reste. the Argonauts de Toronto.
0: We welcome Ontario football players donning the uniforms from the winning team of the very first Grey Cup. Earlier today, Governor-General David Johnston presented CFL Commissioner Mark Cohan a Canadian flag to be flown here at the 100th Grey Cup. Carrying the flag and representing the youth of Canada, from Ottawa, Ontario, 10-year-old Ava Pogione, and from Toronto, Ontario, 13-year-old Mohamed Asaf and representing the Canadian forces, la musique des Voltigeurs de Québec.
1: Plus tôt aujourd'hui, le gouverneur général David Johnston a offert au commissaire d'Alie canadienne Mark Cohan un drapeau canadien qui flottera ici ce soir lors de la centième Coupe Grey et représentant les forces canadiennes, la musique des Voltigeurs de Québec.
4: For Ava and Mohammed, just a few minutes ago, she's 10 years old, accompanied Russ Jackson with a up into the House of Commons. Mohammed, when he visited, he was commissioner for a day. When he visited the commissioner, Mark Cohan, he said, How long's your contract? All right, just a few moments ago, the head coaches had a chance to address their teams.
2: Tonight's the final step protect the football. Play with discipline and poise. Find strength in your teammates when things get tough. Remember, the only play that matters is the next play. Man, we've been lying in the shadows all season long. Tonight's the night we step into the spotlight and take what's ours. Tonight's going to be a night you're never going to forget. Let's make them proud of us one more time. EJ, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. And that one word, that one word, team,
5: there's a reason why we're here tonight, man, Okay, because it really didn't matter what 42 players suited up to form that team for that game. We always had 42 men, 40 prepared and focused, 42 men that would scratch, crawl, kick, bite, willing to do whatever it takes to win the game. We always had 42 men with resiliency, with a never-give-up attitude, willing to do whatever it takes to win that game. Win this game, become great cup champs. Let's go.
0: gentlemen, please rise and join us in the singing of our national anthem,
1: O Canada. Mesdames and Messieurs, veuillez vous lever et joignez vous à nous pour l'interpretation de notre hymne national. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Burton
0: Cummings. Officials for the 100th Great Cup game.
1: And now, veuillez accueillir vos officiels pour le match de la 100th Cup Grey. Arbitre.
0: At referee, Glenn Johnson. Juge de Melee.
1: At umpire, Ben Major. Premier juge de ligne.
0: At headlinesman, Ron Bartz. Juge de ligne. Line judge, Tim Croker. Juge
1: de côté. Side judge, Jeff Harbin. Juge de champ arrière. Back judge, Rob Scags.
0: Juge de Terrain. Field judge, Jason Maggio.
1: Substitute. Alternate, Marie Clark. Substitute. Alternate, Dave Foxcroft. Substitute.
0: Alternate, Tom Valesa. Fans, as the team captains make their way to midfield, please join us in welcoming our special guests, Governor General David Johnston and Mark Cohan, Commissioner of the Canadian Football
1: League. Afin de commemorer le centième match de la Coupe Grey, ils utiliseront pour le tirage au sort d'aujourd'hui le tout premier dollar de la centième Coupe Grey à avoir été frappé par la monnaie royale canadienne.
0: After today's game, the Royal Canadian Mint will donate this very special coin to the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, where it will forever remind us of this special moment and this special game.
6: Calgary, the visiting team. This is the special coin. That is a head. That'll be a tail. What is your call? Head is the call. Your Excellency, will you flip the coin, please? Head is the call. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a tail. Toronto, you've won the toss. You'll take the football right now. Which side is on defense? Stay where you are. Toronto will receive to start the game. Good luck, gentlemen.
0: The moment of truth is at hand. The ceremonial kickoff. Canada's number one
7: football devotee, Prime Minister Pearson. The official party making its way to Centre field for the ceremonial
0: kickoff. Ladies and gentlemen, Canadian Football Hall of Famer Chuck Ely will be presented with the game ball for the 100th Grey Cup by Michael Cote and Tony Porto on behalf of Purelator. Purolator is proud to announce that during this past season, the CFL, its teams and fans and Purelator partners came together to help the Purolator Tackle Hunger Program deliver over 1 million pounds of food. Since its inception, the program has helped raise the equivalent of 5.5 million pounds of food across Canada.
1: And now, Mesdames et Messieurs, General, David Johnston, And now,
0: for the ceremonial kick with Governor General David Johnston.
5: A big part of this football game is how do we offensively handle this noise, and we need good production on first down.
8: Thank you, Coach. Here's Farhan Lalji with Scott Milanovic. He's done well
9: to overcome slow starts the last two games. How important is it that you start fast to keep the crowd in it?
2: Well, we definitely would like to start fast, but I think our team knows it's more about how you finish. Thanks, Scott. Thanks a lot.
7: And we are ready for a game 100 years in the making. It's been played in mud, fog, snow, and ice by legends and underdogs with Staples and a 13th man. It's been captured by the Sarnia Imperials and an Edmonton dynasty. And even once taken across the border. TSN proud to present the 100th breakup. Stamps and Argos are set their third ever meeting. It was Calgary in 71. Toronto at 91. Who wins number 100? Rene Perez kicks it off. We're underway. And here's the outstanding player in the Canadian Football League in 2012, Chad Owens, drilled at the 25-yard line. Ricky Ray in his first great cup appearance in seven years a record of two and one Ricky Ray was part of one of the most talked about trades in CFL history back in December and has been on a roll of late eleven touchdowns one interception in his last four games there's your outstanding player of 2012 Chad Owens and Chad Cackard if there was an underrated player of the year he probably would win the award had a big game against Montreal. In the Eastern final. First play of the game and Ray's going to air it out. He's looking for Andre Durie and it picked off. Intercepted by Quincy Butler. So a turnover on the opening play. And Ricky Ray has just thrown his second career great cup interception. Tended receiver was Andre Durie who's running that patent corner route. A route for Ricky Ray that he has made a living on. One of the best deep ball passers in the game. This one just well covered as Quincy Butler, who's basically a rookie for the Calgary Stampeders, finishing his first full year, played a couple of games in 2011, comes up with the first big play of this Great Cup Championship. Stampeders did not have a takeaway last week in the Western Final. They set up in Ergo territory with Kevin Glenn first great cup appearance here's the top Canadian John Cornish in the Argos defense waiting for him and Crofton for a one yard loss. I'm the top rookie of the Argos and Marcus Paul on the tackle. Kevin Glenn is in a role coming off perhaps his best game of his career a week ago against the BC Lions over 300 yards passing John Cornish a statement year for him the first time a Canadian has led the league. In rushing for 24 years, Maurice Price has been the hottest Calgary Stampeder offensively the last four weeks. So second and eleven from the Toronto 50. and a time count violation. First indication that Calgary has been impacted by the noise.
6: Time violation. Calgary number 15. Five yard penalty. Repeat.
7: Something they didn't expect. They played in hostile environment at Mosaic Stadium in B.C. Place to get here. John Hupnagel mentioned it when he talked to Sarah on the sideline that this is one of the challenges that his team will have to try and overcome. This crowd is loud. Second and 16. Chris Jones defense showing pressure. Here they come. Clay will set up and take a shot down the... Right side intended for the hottest receiver right now in the Canadian Football League Maurice Price but Mod Carroll there defensively. Well Kevin Glenn has the two and out but what a team guy he has been throughout the 2012 season he was brought into Calgary as that insurance policy and that insurance policy was cashed in in week two here in Toronto when Drew Tate was injured. Led his team to a 10-win season. Good enough for home field in the playoffs. Sat down in the semifinal. Got his team here with a great performance in the final. Here's Brampton Needham. Rob Maber. With the punt That'll bounce outside the numbers and down to Owens. And nowhere to run for Chad Owens. As he's dropped at the 12-yard line. A 45-yard kick by Maber. So no damage done by the first interception of the game by Ricky Ray in his first in 108 pass attempts in the Great Cup. As the edge in experience, this is his fourth Great Cup championship. Start keeping their own zone, and here's Chad Kackert straight ahead up to the 18-yard line. Malik Jackson, the tackler. Let's set the Calgary defense for you. Charleston Hughes led his team and was second in the CFL with 11 sacks on the year. Juwan Simpson will go head to head against the guy you just saw run the ball and Chad Cackard had an ankle a week ago did not play gets back in the lineup for this one. He's out of Alabama. Keon Raymond has been their best defensive player throughout the playoffs. Starting lineup brought to you by Rota Proud partner of the CFL and it's eight teams in the flat it goes. There's the initial first down of the game. Jason Barnes has the catch. And Fred Bennett at the corner with the tackle. You know, the most important part for both these teams at this point in the game is for them to just settle down. You've got so much adrenaline pumping through your system as you come through those opening gates to be introduced. And it's just about calming down, relaxing a little bit, and get back into just playing straight football.
9: 64 checked in, right and right.
7: So up at the 24-yard line. First down. Ricky Ray going to take another shot on the corner rope right intended for Maurice Mann. And Keon Raymond in stride with the intended target. Take a look at Ricky Ray in Great Cups. And Great Cup wins. Two Great Cup wins and he joins if he can get the win today. Very impressive list great football players in this game's history. Second and ten. Patrick stays in the block over the middle and the passing complete trying to make a connection with Chad Owens and Eric Fraser the safety was there steps up and make a nice nice hit here good timing from Eric Fraser and you know the safety for Calgary and Eric Fraser is going to spend. A lot of attention looking to find out where Chad Owens is going to line up and provide some help there. This time he is in man-to-man against Owens, a matchup that the Argos may look to come back to. So Noel Prefontaine, one of three Argos, on the 2004 Great Cup team for Toronto, kicking to Larry Taylor. 417 return yards in a game here earlier this year, but the cover team downfield in a hurry led by Ricky Foley so second possession of the game for the Stampeders will begin at their 44 yard line Kevin Glenn ranks 11th all time on the CFL passing list the top 10 quarterbacks have all won cups he looks for his first year tonight in his first start of course in the great cup Was close in 2007. Didn't get him. John Corners will line up as a wide receiver. Larry Taylor in the backfield. He'll take the handoff and Ricky Foley closes him down. Look at the Toronto Argonauts on defense. Robert McCune's in the middle, pure run stopper out of Louisville. He'll go head to head against John Corners, league's leading rusher. Jordan Younger is the veteran in the secondary and has great cup experience one of the few that do for the Argos here on this in this lineup and Marcus Ball tremendous rookie season one of the many U.S. born players who wants to move his family here and make Toronto his permanent home for Taylor who comes out Dan Michael McDaniel checks back in second and six a fumble and Glenn gets back on it or does he it's Argo football very much like a play last week in the Eastern Final lost here Ricky Foley comes up with the football Kevin Glenn Gets caught looking at defensive end Ricky Foley. Check out how he's staring down the defensive end and not concentrating where he should be, which is where the ball should go in the breadbasket of John Curtis. He's a little low on the handoff with his focus on the defensive end, and the first turnover for Calgary of the football game. Turnovers even. Handoff Calkert, try to get outside and does. Jack Calkert, deceptive speed. Told us earlier in the week. He's been clocked at 4 3 1. And I think that would surprise a lot of people. He has flown under the radar. A very. Controversial move in some ways when Scott Milanovic midway through the season or in the first third of the Canadian Football League season. Cut the leading rusher in Corey Boyd and promoted Chad Kacker to the starting lineup. And he hasn't looked back. Eight for Kacker Who came into the game. With more rushing yards than John Cornish in the postseason, and packered ahead, short yardage an issue last week in Montreal, but it looks like the Argos have converted on second and two. See the strategy changing a little bit here with Scott Milanovich wanting to come out early in those first couple of series and try and push the ball deep, maybe big, get a big play out of the gate, and get this sellout crowd back behind his football team in a bigger way if that's possible and now in this third series he's calming things down a little bit going back to the run and allowing his offensive line to maybe establish the line of scrimmage slow starters in the postseason just three points in the opening quarter of the eastern semi and eastern final combined. Four receivers come to the wide side. Now Dury stays back in and releases late. There's a pass intended for Barnes, but incomplete. Chad Owens is going to obviously be one of the number one targets. Wasn't on that play, but he will be throughout this game when you consider the season he had. The league's most outstanding player and record holder. A record-breaking season. Pinball Clement. Broke the record in 1997, 3,840 yards. Chad Owens topped that mark in 2012. And in warm-up, war number 31 as he loosened up to get ready for this game. Last week, Ricky Ray 11 for 14 on second down. Second and 10, a pump. Time. And now he'll dump it off to Cacker. Fly down and Dion Raymond will wrestle Chad Cacker to the turf. One thing the Calgary Peters understand defensively is that anyone who's got anyone who's got coverage on Chad Owens is going to have to make sure that they know that they've got help in the middle from Rick Campbell and his defense, but also that they are likely to see the football. Chad Owens on that last play tried a double move and was well covered. Ricky Ray had to dump Major it down.
6: Foul, face mask. Calgary number 96. 15- defensive tackle to Monte
7: Bolden will extend the drive for the Argos. Let me just show you the double team that Owens is going to get and the attention that Calgary Stampeders will give him. There's Chad Owens in the slot back position. Malik Jackson is going to get underneath him as he tries to run this out and up. You can see there's over the hot top help from the Calgary Stampeders Brandon Smith. First down Argos. Calgary 17-yard line. Back inside Calgary. And Chad Cacker bulldozing inside the five another Argo first down 12 yard run for Chad Cacker penalty keeps the drive alive and now the offensive line gets good push led by Tony Washington and lead tackle he gets up on Juwan Simpson opens up a big bubble and running room for Chad Cacker here's the penalty from DeMonte Bolden on the face mask Ricky Ray didn't get to go the Way he wanted to to Owens dumps it down to Chad
5: Cackridge. 64 is eligible.
7: And Monte Bowden got his hands up in the grill. Andrew Jones in a tight end and they'll swing it to the near side. Chad Owens a
10: man to beat. He does. Touchdown.
7: <laughs> the most outstanding player 2012 strikes first. In the 100th breakup Cup game. Play they've run all year. Try to get Chad Owens in space. Play action to the running back Chad Cackard Up the middle. Get Chad Owens out in the flat in space. And allow him to do what he does best. Make people miss in the open field. Unstoppable last week. 11 catches 207 yards. and A touchdown in the great cup for Chad Owens. And the Argos cash in after the fumble. Waters adds the extra point. Homeside. On top by a touchdown. And full little going on on the Convert. Six-play drive for the Argos after the fumble recovery. 44 yards and a five-yard touchdown pass to Chad Owens. Well, there's rubs, there's picks, and then there's takeouts. Chad Owens is going to run the flat route, but watch his teammate Dontrell Inman come down inside and annihilate Keon Raymond as he's trying to get out there to cover Chad Owens straight pick not picked up by the official Owens gets outside and is in the end zone. Stampeders did not trail last week in the Western final wire to wire winners. Down by a touchdown here, midway through the opening quarter. You mentioned Keon Raymond, he's back with Larry Taylor. And it is Taylor from his 11. And Taylor's explosive. Good return up to the 40-yard line. Pacino Horn with the tackle. You know, for the last four years, we've known how good Chad Owens is as a returner this year we found out how good he can be as a receiver led the CFL in receiving yards this a flat route outside taking advantage of that pick but had over 1,300 yards receiving on the season. You know that last fumble by Calgary very similar to the play Kevin Glenn broke his farm five years ago that kept him under the 2007 Great Cuphead. Once again, nothing doing for John Cornish. Majiro Kowali and company drive him back. Chris Jones' defense has been talked about all week long. In fact, most of the Calgary Stampede offensive players were saying if you can figure out a way to beat Chris Jones' defense, you're really doing something. And clearly, they are geared, geared up tonight to make sure they know when number nine has the football and get in those gaps. And that'll be led this time by Jiro Kuali. But look for Robert McCune to be real close to him all night long. They found a way to shut down John Cornish in the regular season. 43 and 39-yard games. Second down, Larry Taylor takes the hitch. Got a good And now it's a good race. Larry Taylor, he'll run out of real estate down inside the Argo 28-yard line. That's a 42 yard play for Larry Taylor. You could just tell by the design of this play that it was going to go for big yards because there was no one inside when Larry Taylor ends up picking up this quick slant. You take a look underneath here, he picks up this hitch, one block up on top by Jabari Arthur on the corner on Mont Carroll, and he's gone. Biggest play from scrimmage for Taylor this season. Initial first down for the Stampeders. Bryce in motion to the wide side. Cornish straight ahead. And again, limited production for John Cornish, who said if the Argo shut him down in this game, it would mean that Calgary would be destroying the Argo defense through the air. Uh, Very good. Obviously, he's got a lot of confidence in his teammates and in Kevin Glenn and the way that he has played, especially that game ago in the Western Final against the B.C. Lions, leading rusher in the CFL. First Canadian to do it for 24 years. Three carries for Cornish. Two yards. He's been charged with the fumble, And it's second and eight. Back in his hands. And again, not enough. Qualley with the initial contact once again you never know who may step up and be a difference maker sometimes it's not the guys you expect that have had the big regular seasons sometimes it's a guy that flies under the radar Gerald Kowal made a couple of big plays on John Cornish early in this football game coming down inside Gutsy Collins second and long to go with the run play Kowal shuts the door with the help of Robert McCune He's a guy that Scott Milanovic uses to fire up the team after he's finished in the pregame. Here's Reddy Paradez. What a brilliant season, over 90% from 30 yards out. And he doesn't miss. Paradez gets the Stampeders on the board. Well, it's been a huge week for football in Toronto and a distinct local flavor to this Argo team. With more,
9: let's go to the sidelines. Farhan Lalji. Chris, after his earlier fumble recovery, Ricky Foley jumped on top of the Argos bench and yelled at the crowd, this is my city. He's one of 12 greater Toronto area Argos. Eight of those weren't drafted by the team. They wanted to come back home and play at home, and this game was one of the reasons why. Now Foley, among others, admitted this is the first time they've had a real home field advantage with a large crowd. Maintaining their emotions was going to be a challenge. So far, so good. Ricky Foley. York product along with Andre Dury.
7: Swim kick by Parades, And it's it bouncing it around. Jeff Johnson, another one of those local products out of York eats the football at the 30. Well, we had a great conversation with Andre Dury this week about what Farhan talked about and how important it is to play here, a guy that grew up watching Rocket Ishmael's Toronto Argonaut and, of course, pinball Clemens. Went to Exhibition Stadium, said Rocket was his guy, but as a Minor football player came here and pinball grabbed his hat, had the whole Argo team sign it. He said, after that, I was a pinball fan, and I think pinball's got a few of those guys. He's swung over to his side. Argo start right at the 30-yard line, back into the hands of Catterton. And he works his way to the 35. Jawan Simpson and Malik Jackson converge there. Well Ricky Ray now mixing things up a little bit getting the calls in from Scott Milenovich, who has a 15 play list to start every football game and then goes from that 15 plays with a little bit of feel as to which ones he's going to call depending on what's happened in the game early on. Leaside product Mike Bradwell checks back into the Argo offense second and five. Short drive, not available over the middle, end. a good catch is made there by Dontrell Inman, who gives up and now gets tossed out at the 45-yard line, but it's an Argo first down. Inman, a guy who had a two-touchdown game against Calgary, and seemed to be the first of the new receivers to mm-hmm. have some chemistry with Ricky Ray. Yeah, back in game one, three catches for over 100 yards in that one, and Dontrell Don Inman, is on the wide side of the field and really has to make a big adjustment here to get to the football. A little pressure in Ricky Ray's face. He has to throw it around that pressure. Inman comes up with a nice catch. First down at the 45. Play action fake and Simpson with pressure got a hit on Ray. He has to throw it away. Jawan Simpson out of Alabama getting a chance in this game to play in that. Great Cup championship. There was some concern he might not make it because of his ankle injury. He missed the West Final, but look at that straight to the outside, avoiding the block and secondary contain, forcing Ricky Ray to throw it away. Right, four for five on second down the heat, Ray steps up, he does not take a lot now, unloads, and Kaepernick's got a push down, and he bounces, down to the 48-yard line of the Stampeders. 17 for Chad Gacker. Well, if you're a fan of the Canadian Football League and watch games all year, you know we've talked about Ricky Ray's composure many, many times. He just doesn't seem to be rattled by much of anything. Gets pressure up the middle. Looks like he's going to run, but eyes downfield the entire time. Dumps it off to Chad Kackert. so it's Cackard that takes the hits and picks up the first. Tight end left. Getting plenty of first-quarter evidence of why the Argos released Corey Boyd. And here's a fumble, and Andre Dury on the fly sweep stumbled, lost the football, and got it back. Well, and that's what... Farhan was talking about the fact that these local guys that are living their dream right now in this great cup championship got to just calm down and relax. And little nerves may be getting to Andre Dury. Former well, running back at York. Used in a rushing capacity just to get the ball into his hands a little bit more. Number three among Canadian receivers in the league this year.
10: Second law. Ray Owens underneath.
7: Chad Owens dropped at the 45. Cordero law is there. And the first decision for Scott Milanovic. And we talked to him yesterday about field goal range. Waters can kick from 52 yards out, but do you want to take the chance with Larry Taylor back if Waters misses? The dynamic of that decision changes when you consider who's returning. For the Calgary Stampeders, and it's Larry Taylor if he misses. So Scott Milanovic at this distance has elected, in this case, to go with Mo Prefontaine. punt the ball and play field position. Taylor returned to miss field goal 125 yards against the Argos here earlier this season. Prefontaine for the corner, and it looks like he's hit it, and they'll mark him out just inside the 15.
8: Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Mark's.
7: First quarter stats are brought to you by Intact Insurance, your home, your auto, your business. Intact Insurance, you're back. Well, what jumps out at me right away is the fact that the Stamp Stampeders with the leading rusher in the Canadian Football League only have five yards rushing and only two from John Cornish on five carries so clearly that Argo defense geared up to stop Cornish at least they did in that first quarter and that's intriguing because the Argos were not a good run defense this year except when they played Todd Cornish in Calgary. Well they're fired up. They know that that is the engine that is the power behind this Calgary offense has been all season long when John Cornish has played in playoff games he's only played in three all three he's been over a hundred yards rushing as I mentioned just five carries for two yards in the first quarter Noel Prefontaine gets the job done. They've marked the ball out at the 10-yard line, so a deep field position start for the Stamps to begin the second quarter. Fake the Cornish, Kevin Flynn. Cornish when the first option wasn't available. Trying to get him out of the backfield now but they're still going to have to stick with him and be patient on this run game because when you have a guy who put together this kind of season John Cornish Canadian the best year for a Canadian tailback in the game's history. Passing Normie Quang a record that lasted for 56 years. By the way that 1,457 yards the exact number that John Cornish holds the record at Kansas. Stan Peters with only one first down in the game. Second and ten. Glenn Question is whether or not Pacino Horn got his arms underneath that football. It looks like from that first replay that he certainly did. That's an interception and a touchdown.
6: The previous play is under review by the command center.
7: Scoring play, so it will be reviewed, but
6: it's a touchdown.
7: when Johnson doesn't waste any time confirming Pacino Horn. Has a touchdown. Argos er with five defensive money touchdowns money during maker. the year. Money and the first year corner has, money has money his first money touchdown. Otters adds the extra point. Just like that, it's Toronto by 11. straight straight man to man defense on this interception from Pacino Horn watch the Toronto Argonauts play man to man and watch how Pacino Horn is going to gamble here and leave his man when he sees a poor throw from Kevin Glenn comes up with his first touchdown in the Canadian Football League on the interception. Mom was so impressed with Al Pacino's performance at Scarface she named her son Pacino. And he's so impressed with the movie he says he watches it every day. Say hello to his first touchdown. Yeah. Well, Larry Taylor off and running again. And he'll get forced out by the kicker Swayze Waters at the 47 yard line on 37 yard return.
10: Let's go give it team now. That,
7: that takes great confidence, remember, for Pacino Horn. It's his first year in the Canadian Football League. And in the championship game, to have the confidence to drop your man. Leave the guy that is your responsibility because you see a
6: block on the return. Calgary number 47, 10-yard penalty, first
7: down. McWeezy Antwi called on the illegal block, and Calgary's Taking more penalty yards in this first half than all of the Western Final. Good for Pacino Horn, though, playing beyond his years of experience to read Kevin Glenn, see the throw that was in behind Nick Lewis, and leave his man make the big play. Around, but unable to
6: turn it north.
7: And that Argo run defense has been stiff so far. I had a good conversation with that Argo defense about John Cornish and obviously great respect for what he's accomplished throughout the 2012 season but. They said that to try and control him try and contain him like they did pretty well during the regular season as you mentioned Chris. You could see the numbers. They got to get to him quickly. Don't let him get that downhill run. He's a slasher with great vision. If they get to him quickly, make him jam his feet, they've got a chance, and they've been doing that so far. They've got four of that time, second and six. Glenn sets up. Looking for Mugler. McDaniel! Oh, that's Up in the air what's the safety, Jordan Younger, the veteran in that group, and unable to hang on. Well most playoff experience has played in a great cup and Jordan Younger covers a lot of territory. Reads Kevin Glenn from the get-go gets out there and it's his teammate knocks the ball out of his hands there. So Chad Owens is back. And a punt return touchdown in the... Eastern Semi against Edmonton. Good boot by Maverick. Backpedaling inside the 15 is Owens. And Chad Owens up to the 24, 56-yard putt. Two and a half minutes into the second quarter. Let's check in with Paul Apelis and the coach's playbook.
11: Yeah, I've got the best view in the, in the stadium up here for coaches here. Let's take a look at the pick plays that Toronto's executing versus Calgary's man coverage. They've done a great job of it early in the game. Calgary's played a little bit more man than you see. I've highlighted here, that's the tailback out there with the Will linebacker. When you see that, you know you've got man-to-man. And now they're trying to outflank and force the, line ba- the halfback to go over the top and gives enough space so now he can't recover. You throw the ball out in space to Barnes, and now it's... Just with a little bit of room, he gets enough for a first down. And that's what they have to do versus this man coverage, both teams.
7: Argos have 14 points off turnovers and have a first down at their 24-yard line. And the play will have to restart. The presentation was taking part at the far end of the field, but... With participants still on the field, so wisely played is halted. Well, interesting, Coach talking about the man concepts that the Calgary Stampeders are running and how Toronto is trying to run some rubs and picks. In fact, we talked about the pick from Dontrell Inman on the Chad Owens touchdown. Mentioned Ricky Ray in his fourth Great Cup game game. in his. Three previous with Edmonton all 300-yard-plus passing games. And he is swarmed at the 26. Now, Calgary fans should understand, too, when you go back to that touchdown from Chad Owens as we're getting a lot of these picks and rubs, and this Dontrell Inman pick here. If Chad Owens is behind the line of scrimmage, it's considered a screen pass, and you're allowed to block downfield. And it, at, upon further review, Owens was behind the line when he caught this football, so you're allowed to make that block. It's not illegal. Second and eight. Stamshaw pressure. Underneath again. Tap He was a quick cut of the Calgary Stampeders lasted about a week was suffered a hamstring injury after driving all the way up to Calgary. Now the first time these two teams played he was not the starting tailback at that point it was Corey Boyd he did play in game two and had 19 touches well over 100 yards has been the key to the Argo offense and a release valve for Ricky Ray. When he went to Calgary camp, they had Joffrey Reynolds, they had John Corners, they had a guy by the name of Jesse Lumsden. They think the swing pass come the other way, and not much there. Pass ruled incomplete, intended for Mike Bradwell. First year in the Canadian Football League for Ricky Ray was 2002, but week four of that season, he took over for a guy who was down there on that sideline right now. The assistant coaches Jason Moss and led the Edmonton Eskimos to a great cup that year. They didn't win it that year, but he's won two. First time he's had an opponent in the great cup game under the Montreal. Two out of three against Anthony Calvillo on the yellow He gets away from the pressure and the field. How he steps up, feels the pressure, and avoids giving up the sack. Coming from the right of your screen, he steps up to avoid pressure from the outside, and you got a wide open receiver in Jason Barnes down the middle. Brandon Smith. Was coming from the halfback blitz. Had a clean shot on Ray. And because Ray bought extra time, it was allowing Jason Barnes to open himself up down the middle of the field. 62 yards. A former Eskimo connection. Ray to Barnes and a couple of stampeders injured on the play at opposite ends of the field. Devontae Bolden. And Fred Bennett or check that Quincy Butler Shaken up and he'll hobble off. So one defensive back and Defensive tackle Bolden And while they make their way to the sidelines, we'll step up Demonte Bolton on the way to the dressing room to get a couple of stitches looked like his helmet popped off and he got hit when it wasn't on and let me show you that blitz again different angle if Brandon Smith takes the correct angle on the halfback blitz he forces Ray to bubble this way because he bubbled he gave Ray an escape lane up into the middle. It's just a difference of a little bit of an angle for Brandon Smith Turns into a big play for the Argos. The play of the pride. Argos in the score zone. Ray on a roll, pressure on. Underneath it goes, and Cackard will step out. And a loss on the play as that was well defended by the Stampeders. Charleston Hughes steps up and is going to take Chad Cackard for a couple of steps and then come up and finish the hit on Ricky Ray. And, you know, in a game of this magnitude, he'll take this hit to make the completion. But Charleston Hughes. Getting around the football. Stamp Peters need to stop right now. Hughes with nine quarterback sacks in his final 11 games, second to Karron Williams. And sacks on the year. Second and long. Ray, it again. Tried to come back and He'll be dropped short of a first out at the nine. Jawan Simpson and Charleston Hughes on the scene once again. And the Stampeders needed a stop after yeah. the big 62-yarder, you know, and they got that, it. That's a huge play. That's a huge set of downs, though, right? that first and second down there to force a field goal attempt here or this game slips away. So Waters sets things up from the 16-yard line. Trevor Harris, the number three quarterback, the holder. And Waters puts it through. 14-point lead for the Argos as we head to the sidelines and Sarah Molesky.
8: Chris, it was exactly five years ago today in this building that Kevin Glenn had his arm in a sling, a broken wrist, playing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He wasn't able to participate in the Great Cup. This is his first time back in the big game since. He spoke all this week about wanting to really take in the moments. He told me that if he was able to bottle what he was going to feel inside the tunnel and sell it, he'd make a lot of money. But Dave Dickinson told me before the game he was concerned about how the emotions and the adrenaline would affect Kevin Glenn. And we've seen the Stampeders offense so far. Struggled to get going.
7: he threw a pick six last week in the Western Final and bounced right back. He is resilient, and so have the Stampeders been this year. And yeah, he has been the ultimate team guy this year, as we've mentioned. His opportunity starting a great cup. That one throw to Nick Lewis behind him. Pacino Horn took it back to the house, but he's bounced back all season long. John Huffnagle said that's one of the things that he's admired most about his backup quarterback who became the starter in a hurry in Kevin Glenn, that every time he does make a mistake, he comes back, and he's going to have to do it here. They had the Lions off balance from the get-go last week with that opening touchdown strike to Markway McDaniel. Spinning their tires so far. It is great. Cup. Larry Taylor's been their most productive. And a return up to the 37-yard line. Kowali with the tackle after a 33-yard return. Winnipeg Blue Bombers in 2007, as Sarah mentioned, were playing the Toronto Argonauts in the Eastern Final. And it was a fumble on the exchange as Kevin Glenn goes to get the ball. Kevin Ivan going for it as well. His arm is broken, and Ryan Dinwiddie would start the Great Cup game for the Bombers. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders of course, won it that year. In 2007, led by Kerry Joseph. First down, Kevin Glenn has time. That pass incomplete, delivered low. It's been a brilliant year for Kevin Glenn. He's probably the most underrated player in the Canadian Football League. And he asked different players why underrated. And Jordan Younger probably had the best answer for us when he said, well, He's not one of those action-figure-looking quarterbacks. <laughs> but he gets the job done usually, although this is as slow a start as we've seen from Kevin Glenn this year. It, it really has been. And, and part of the reason for that is the line of scrimmage can't establish John Carter second and long, It's a tower. Second and ten. Here comes the Heat to pass away. And it's complete. And There's a good target to get that offense going. There's Nick Lewis with the catch. A 12-yard pickup, and the leader in second down conversion catches this year in the CFL. Our Western All-Star, 1,241 yards receiving. And he's in behind, trying to work behind his teammates to try and open himself up for a first down. A little curl route, sits down on it, and that's tough to get your arms around that big body of Nick Lewis. Last week, one catch, four yards for us. Down the rail, and that pass. They try and hook up with Robbie Bryant who had touchdowns on similar plays in each of the playoff games. Jalil Carter, the man on the corner in place of Patrick Watson's, was step for step. Yeah, Pat Watkins was an all-star, Eastern all-star, and was basically a decision as to whether or not he would get on the roster was made a couple of days ago. He's got an ankle injury. Jalil Carter... Did play in that Eastern final and played well and was step for step on that Second and ten from the 50. Out of the backfield, there's the fullback, Rob Cote. And he is going to be about a yard short of the first down. The uh, Cochrane kid, Rob Cote, former Calgary Colt. Boy, this would be tempting. This would be tempting for John Huffnagle. He's... As you mentioned, Chris, about a yard and maybe a little bit more. Toronto Argonauts dropped into a zone and basically dictated where they wanted the football thrown. That was underneath to Rob Cote, and Chris Jones knows the linebackers will then rally. And it looks like they're bringing Bo Levi Mitchell in and are going to gamble here early on. full yard, maybe a little bit more. Matt Walton checks in. on the former Bronner looking. For 60 in that double 10 formation. Only by Mitchell. It's an off to Walter. And that's it. Ronald Matt Walter, the former Calvary Dino, is stuck. And Ronald Flemons, the defensive end on the scene. Ronald Flemons gets there for the tackle. They'll take a good hard look and bring the sticks in to measure this to make sure. I don't think he got there. The penetration in the middle from Kevin Huntley and from Adriano Belli forces the bounce. And he's not close. You're surprised Walter and not Cornish? Third turnover of his first half of Calgary. Matt Walter has been productive when he has been in the football game. But I am a little surprised that the leading rusher didn't carry the football there maybe trying to break a tendency and use Cornish as a decoy. But again Kevin Huntley fired off the football there along with Adriano Belli that forced Matt Walter to bounce and when he did Ronald Clemens was able to get there story of this first half so far that new blue defense led by Chris Jones. Cackered ahead to Malik Jackson slows him down at midfield. Chris Jones, 11 years in the Canadian Football League, six of them. He's been the defensive coordinator in Great Cup Championships. And was the topic of conversation for both teams all week long. Ray under the gun. Charleston Hughes will put him down back at the 45-yard line. So, Hughes gets home and gives those Calgary fans something to cheer about. First sack of the game for the Calgary team. And this time, the Calgary defense starts to mix things up a bit. They start Charleston Hughes back where the linebackers line up and then bring them around off the edge. And tough to handle. He's got a great motor. Moved by Prefontaine. And Larry Taylor lost his footing and is brought down at the 24-yard line. Modest beginnings. No break played between 1916 and 18 because of World War I. And an influenza
10: canceled 1919's game. Next pass over to Bill and open and
7: The helmet, but he has just kick-started the Calgary offense sixty-one yards. Nick Lewis throughout the playoffs over the last couple of years has been in tough. But the last time the Calgary Stampeders played in a great cup game, one they won back in 2008, Nick Lewis had a monster game, over 100 yards on 11 catches there. They get the little bit of momentum back from Charleston Hughes defensively, and then Nick Lewis picks up the ball from there. Remarkably, he has never had a postseason touchdown. And here's a pass for Bryant, to formation. And Robbie Bryant's down inside the 10-yard line. Jalil Carter the tackle that time. Romby Bryant does a nice job of selling that he's going to come in and look like he's going to protect in the passing game. As Bryant's on the outside, watch him try and look like he's going to check, and then he shoots out and gets into the flat in a hurry. This is selling the play. Influencing the defense with your movement, and he didn't. uh, Jordan Younger doesn't pick him up coming out of the backfield. First time into the red zone for The Stampeders, a drive that started at their 24-yard line, and John Huthnagel sees his offense first and goal. Nick Lewis, one catch, four yards last week, the lowest production in any game of his career. Said it didn't matter. He drew attention away from the guys that did the damage, but it's Lewis. It's got the going now, Corners, and John Corners battles his way down to the three. Abad Carroll there to stop him, and the sidelines are given the three-minute warning here in the opening half of the 100th Great Cup game. Argos with a 14-point lead, but the Stampeders are threatening. And at halftime show, three minutes away, the sack tally brought to Bureau uh, later. tackling Hunter
12: across Canada, check.
7: Promotion collected over a million pounds of food for people who need it most in this country, and this is playoff, perform- great cup performances, Grover to leading the way, 1986 with five in one game. They Charleston Hughes got one tonight, junior audience. great names on that board, fly sweep, rock game as a Toronto Argonaut in his third year out of LSU and he's been all over John Cornish and this time just pure speed as Robbie Bryant one of the fastest receivers in the league often will get the corner on a defensive lineman deep a linebacker and he doesn't on Koala. So Rennie Paradez comes in. Only by Mitchell with the pin. And the Stampeders settled for three. Well, we mentioned the first game at Rosedale Field. Then the Great Cup moved to varsity. 30 Great Cups at Varsity Stadium here in Toronto. And then it was on to Exhibition Stadium. We had 12 games there. The last in 1982. And... Here at Rogers Center. It's the fourth game, 1989, one you will never forget then. Nor will fans of the, fans of the Canadian Football League. 47th game of the 100 Great Cups played in Toronto. And the whole team has the lead. Eddie Ray, underneath. Andre Dury shakes out of the hill. Great second effort, and a
10: first
7: down for the former New York Lion. Well, Andre Dury is trying now settled down a little bit. Remember that first play—they tried to get the football to him on a little handoff. He stumbled a little bit, probably some nerves, and settles in now. As we approach halftime here, nice gain up the middle. 13 for Dury, first down, 48-yard line. Dury set up his a back, and they pinch back to Chris! And the old Bulldog on is his way down to the 44. The number on his back for Chad Cackard is the Argo line of scrimmage after an 18-yard run. Uh, as a little example of that speed you talked about, Chris, is Chad Cackard. Played his college ball in New Hampshire. And the defenders for the Calgary Peters talked at length this week about Chad Cackard and his underrated speed watch his cuts and that he keeps that downhill momentum that speed going down the field even though he's cutting back and forth making people miss again a guy who replaced the leading rusher in the league. Ray sets up he's got time and the defensive play made by Brandon Smith to separate. Jason Barnes from the football well, has excellent coverage downfield by the Calgary secondary because Ricky Ray had time to have a coffee back there survey the entire field and couldn't find an open receiver big 62 yard play to Jason Barnes inflating the Ray numbers but you're right that Argo offensive lines giving him time and it has been. Maligned at times this year for struggling. Without um, Wayne Smith. Injured at in the final game of the regular season. Again, more time. Captain. Jackson trying to color him. But Chad fighting his way. Close to another first down. Again, lots of time for Ricky Ray. And if the Calgary Stampeders can't get more pressure, he's going to start making big plays down the field. Watch this. Pressure picked up Charleston Hughes in the middle picked up nicely by Joe Appel and then Ray slides to his left all kinds of time his deep receivers well covered so he dumps it down to Chad Cackert to get close to that first down marker in fact they do move the chains Corey Mace has been shaken up on the play Well, Cackert has outplayed John Cornish so far there's Mace. And Chad Kackert already over 100 yards of offense on the night. Football games, as we've talked about many times, Chris, have often won and lost in that line of scrimmage. And in this game, even though it's a game of this magnitude, a championship, it really doesn't change the fundamentals of football. Right now, that Toronto offensive line is giving Ray tons of time to throw the ball. Now, the Calgary secondary is hanging in there. And they're taking away the deep routes. He hasn't been able to, in this series, go down the field. Take a look at what happened to defensive tackle Corey Mace. Chris Van Zyl coming back. Native of Port Moody, BC, which also happens to be the hometown of one of the greatest defensive tackles in the history of this league. Doug Brown and Corey Mace's elementary school career counselor was Doug's mom and talked about her son and his success and helped motivate Corey Mace who wants to do what another Port Moody Blue has done in the past except he wants to go one further. Doug Brown never won a great cup game. Devontae Bolden who was injured earlier checks back in for Mace.
10: First down Ray wants a tie. He wants Inman. Dontrell Inman at the one. outbattling
7: Brandon Smith.
0: If you give Ricky Ray
7: this much time in the pocket, he is arguably the best deep ball thrower in CFL history, and there have been some great passers in this game. But Ricky Ray put it where only Dontrell Inman. Up on that outside shoulder. Brandon Smith would have had to make a miraculous play to get there. And you give him time. Now, did he survive contact with the ground? Stayed in bounds. And the challenge flag from the Argos sideline. They think this is a touchdown and. Do they have a case as he falls backward onto the pylon? Now, his backside hits the pylon. Does the football break the plane? Ruling
6: on the play that the player was down prior to scoring. They believe it was a touchdown. We'll review the play.
7: Mentioned earlier, Inman with a two-touchdown game against Calgary, a first-year receiver who has really made an impact in this Toronto offense. Well first of all that's the ball as you mentioned Chris has got across the plane of the goal line Dontrell Inman could have physically been in the question is was the ball across but he does look like he pulls that ball across in the direction of the pylon. In other words your foot could be in your your entire body could be in but if you reach back outside of the goal line and catch it outside still could be ruled down on the one yard line. This is a close one to call. And again is there enough evidence to overturn because you're right he's he's still up and not down by contact while he's turning the ball towards the goal line. This might be the best look at that looks like the ball comes right across the orange pylon. This may just fall in the category of not enough evidence to overturn it. Fans watching it in house and obviously predominantly Argo fans are anticipating that it might be a touchdown. Take this quick opportunity to say congratulations to all of the organizers of this great cup. It has been outstanding all week long. The festival jam packed. The stadium could have been sold out twice over. Let's take one more look as they take their time on this ruling. And this might be the best piece of evidence. Our 37th camera 385 feet above field level gives you another look at it. And you might say well they're, they're going to get the ball on the one anyway but based on what happened in the Eastern final yeah. last week. It was an adventure short yardage for Scott Milanovic and he just assumed not have to tempt feet. Stopped three cracks from the one against Montreal. In fact five plays in short yardage last week without any yardage you can also there's a direct relation between how close a call is and how long they take through the review process and this one's taking a long time Let's go, man. our guys have dug up yet another angle see if this Helps the command center make a decision. Now it looks like the ball comes across the pylon, is he down. And out of bounds. And out of bounds before that crosses the plane. By the look on Don Charles Inman's face, he's not sure.
13: He looks the the at the replay here in the field. dome. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Chad. Owens discussing whether or not he's in and what they would rule. This is the one that the officials want to take another look at before they rule on this crucial play. Did that right foot hit the white paint before the ball comes across the pylon, or are they going to rule that the ball didn't cross the plane? Glenn Johnson's got a verdict.
6: After review, the ruling on the field stands.
7: So if there's any doubt... They stick to the ruling on the field, and now the Argos will have to prove they're better short yardage than they were a week ago. When you're in a game of this magnitude and down on the one-yard line, it's the longest yard on the field. And it's interesting to note right away that Ricky Ray remains in the game. This was Julius Jackson time all season long and last week against the Alouettes. The Jirapoly lines up, it's the fullback in the
10: eye with Cacker. It's Jack Cocker, Not gonna get there.
7: Simpson and Jackson, the linebackers, to meet him. And the Argos haven't sorted out their short yardage problems yet. Well, Juwan Simpson, this is where you ISO win. Down in short yardage on the middle linebacker number 12. Jawan Simpson. Scrape, scrape to the hole, step up in there. Great contact. Stands Chad Cackard up and pushes him back so his teammates can rally to it. And that yard just became longer. Seven of the drive. Jerry Jackson
10: in takes the Packer, swings it to Wimbledon,
7: right there. Touchdown. Had the late two plays, but Inman's got his touchdown. And the Urcos expand the lead. Jarius Jackson runs the quarterback, sneak in short yardage, and has all season long, so the counter-stampeders jam up the line of scrimmage. A play action to Chad Packer. Gets it out there to Dodd Trail in and he walks in. Whoa. So with 20 seconds remaining. Waters on to add the
10: extra point.
7: And it's an 18-point advantage for the Argos in the late stages of this first half. Seven plays, 75 yards for the Argos' second offensive touchdown of the evening. Jared is Jackson, former BC Lion, played his college ball at Notre Dame. Been a backup for a lot of great quarterbacks in BC, and is in behind one of the games best in Ricky Ray here in Toronto. Drops that ball off to Dontrell Inman, and he does the rest. But the Calgary Stampeders defensively completely committing to the line of scrimmage. In reminder, stay tuned to TSN at halftime. We bring you the XF Green Breakup Halftime Show. Gordon Lightfoot, Marianna's Trench, Carly Ray Jepson and Justin Bieber performing live will also check in with our panel. What a throw yesterday at the sound check to meet the iconic Gordon Lightfoot. Well, I'll tell you what, that goes down as a highlight in my life because Gordon Lightfoot music has been part of this great country's history for a long, long time, and I'm a big fan. Waters will bounce it down, and Larry Taylor got to make sure he doesn't cough it up. Well we've seen the Stampeders in the postseason make a lot happen in a very short period of time but only 17 seconds for Kevin Glenn to put a better look on this opening half score. Well two schools of thought I mean John Huffnagle may want to just get out of this half where they are right now regroup at halftime it's an extended halftime so he'll have time to break things down and maybe change up some offensive formation see if they can't get John Cornish established or maybe take a shot. They head it off to John Cornish, and Cornish with a good run up to the 50. Remember the late stages of the Western Semifinal first half, and it was a Cornish run that put them into field goal range for what turned out to be extremely valuable points. Well, now, if he's efficient and they're on the line of scrimmage, can get squeezed two plays out here, could get in field goal range. 21-yard run for Cornish, 11 on the clock, so... One completion of about 15 to 20 yards, but they're going to stay on the ground. And Robert McCune, in the former stampede will ride him down at the 54. And one more play. A little battle between Adriano Belli and the center, John Gott. And it was Adriano Belli yesterday, in typical fashion, came out and he planted a kiss on Gordon Lightfoot, so he's a fan too. Bo Levi Mitchell's come in, so it's Bo Levi Mitchell who's likely gonna air it out final play It's a low percentage, but if any team is pulled out the hill Mary, it's Calgary He'll set up Swing it long Up the grabs and Incomplete almost Snared there by Jabari Arthur Oh, that was close Very close Chris and I I was wondering if there could be a pass interference call, but there are no flags. Looked like there might have been a little over contact. Got the feet tangled up but he went down and Arthur still feeling the effects of that last play.
9: Let's check in with our analogy. It's got Milanovich. Scott, you've had some challenges down at the one-yard line before. How important was it to finish that drive? Yeah, it was very important, obviously. It gave us some momentum going into the halftime. You guys have been able to shut down John Cornish in the two regular season games. You've done it again here in the first
2: half. What's been the key to slowing him down? Well, Chris has, has had some good schemes out there, and our guys are playing hard and understand the importance of uh, of not letting him get rolling. Thanks, Scott. Thanks a lot. All right, let's head to the
9: stamp sideline where Sarah Orleski has John Huffnagel.
8: Coach, it's the first time in seven games that you've trailed at the half. What is it that Toronto's doing so well to stifle your offense?
5: Well, we're not getting very good production on first down. Uh, they're doing a good job against our run game. The, their linebackers are uh, plugging the holes fast, coming downhill. Uh, we got to get completions on first down and be able to manage the game better. Thank you. Thank you.
7: Getting sent for the second half of the 100th breakup game. There are the numbers for the quarterbacks through 30 minutes. The Calgary Stampeders come back in this game. It will be... Second greatest comeback in Grey Cup history. The greatest of the 99 games played to this point It's back in 1981. Ottawa had a 20 nothing lead on Edmonton in that game and ended up, the Ed- Edmonton Eskimos won 26 23 on a Dave Cutler field goal. Calgary's got a mountain to climb.
10: Well, you heard John
7: Huffnagel talk about first down production 117 yards. On first down in the opening half, but 61 on one play. Otherwise, they averaged four yards per play. It'll have to be better in the second half. They'll get the ball first as Swayze Waters kicks it off. Larry Taylor from his seven, and Taylor starts to run.
10: He's been their best
7: so far. Up to the 40, 33-yard kickoff return. Well, let's see if Dave Dickinson can tip the scales in favor of his side in the second half. Well one may, one way he may be able to do that is take a page out of the playbook from Ricky Ray and the Toronto Argonauts in this second half and on first down go to a little more play action dump the ball down in space to guys like John Cornish get him out in the open on those little check down balls to get a little more success on first down. Cornish takes the first snap tries to get inside and John Cornish, with that cut up to the 48 yard line so good first down production and a nine yard pickup for number nine really what that play was an extended running play to get it outside get him in some more space so it's a one-on-one on the outside rather than try and penetrate the middle which has been pretty good for the Argos on defense. So second and one. They stay on the ground, they get the first down. And corner stuffed at the 50 and push back. Ricky Foley, Marcus Ball. But a first down to open the second half for Calgary. Throughout the playoffs in the semifinal. Kevin Glenn took advantage of a bust in the coverage in Saskatchewan in the last 20 seconds against the BC Lions in the western final. Two busts by the secondary. For BC turned into 14 points. This Argo defense hasn't given him that opportunity. He's having to grind this game out a little bit and move the change. He wants to gain some momentum with a few first downs in a row here. John Gott, the Lethbridge native at center, has been shaken up. And so Abi Khan will have to come in to take his spot. I mean, the instincts, Chris, here would be to try and push the ball deep and make up this deficit as quickly as you possibly can. I think that. Kevin Glenn's got to guard against doing that right now and just get some ball possession, get some confidence in this offense, take his shots when they're there. Well, it's a team that didn't generate much in the way of big plays against Toronto during the regular season, but that was pre-Labor Day. But Chris Jones' defense has looked tight so far. So there's Avi Khan. Simon Fraser University product now with the shotgun snap. Margo show pressure. Glenn over the middle and Lewis has it jarred away. Marcus Paul on the scene. 100th great Cup on display and Roger set up in one of the end zones Well, this is the first year that this has happened and I think it's a good idea to have it on display for people to see it and what these two teams are fighting for in this game tonight usually they bring it in with about three minutes left in the game second and ten Played under pressure Played. can't reach him. Flynn's gonna have to the dirt a sack for the Argos back at the 46 yard line. Again we see the difference between putting the punt team on the field and the success they had on their first two downs. They get good production on first down with that toss wide to John Cornish and then converting that becomes that much easier and a shot to take it downfield. You're in second long now receivers well covered downfield in that D-line rally. Credit Ronald Clemens with the sack. Surprisingly no Argo credited with more than two tackles in the opening half. Tom not a great kick, but it will bounce out of bounds, and Chad Owens can't get a hand on it. What a pleasure to have the guy voted as the number one player of all time in the Canadian Football League. Great to see
4: you here. It's such a historic event.
14: Oh, it's been a fun day for him. We've been running around, running into old friends. I ran into the AXA today. We were throwing the ball down on the field before the game and reliving those memories, and it's just been a great time. Those are good memories. Fantastic.
7: Great to, to see you here, Doug. Hey, I wanted to ask you, though, I've read and, and heard you say before, I mean, you've had a great NFL career, great career in football in general. I heard you say how much you loved
14: your time in Canada. No doubt about it. Uh, It put the fun back in football for me. It really did. It turned me loose. I gained my confidence again. The coaches I played for, the guys that I was with, uh, it just... Freelancing, wheeling, and dealing, and having fun. Put it back in the football format.
7: One of those coaches is a guy that you and I both played for, and, and he's struggling a little bit right now. He's been diagnosed with cancer. And Don Matthews, tell me a little bit about playing with Don. We're thinking about you, Don.
14: We are thinking about you, Don. Don, was, he had a knack for just taking all the pressure off you and letting you relax and go play. One of the things he said to me was Look, you're my guy. If you throw five interceptions, you know what? You're going to get a chance to throw six. So that's all I needed to hear. And you turn it loose and you go play for the guy.
7: Well, there wasn't a lot of pressure in 96 and 97 because you guys rolled to a couple of convincing great... I guess that... Well, I shouldn't say that. Was... 96 was a, an adventure. You even admitted that oh, you might have got the I break never, on I bad never ball. had
14: the ball. <laughs> I never had it. The thing that amazed me wasn't that they blew the whistle, but they gave us the first down, too. Memories of that '96
7: game, '97—a decisive victory. Up from Ricky Ray, looking for Inman, and Inman can't make the play, working against Darius Brooks in extremely tight coverage. Now, prior, take a look at the snow game at Iverwin.
14: Big play after big play. Uh, Eddie Brown off the foot. Kick it back <laughs> up and pull. There were some, un- for the weather, for the snow, there were some just unbelievably athletic plays made in this game. I want to ask you about
7: the game we're watching here between Calgary and Toronto, Doug. What have do you seen so far between both these teams?
14: Well, the Calgary defense is obviously trying to take Owens away. He's the big play guy. and uh, You know, you dump it off your running back. He's caught six balls for 41 yards in the first half. I mean, yeah, Chad Cackard had a good
7: first half and been a big big pickup for this football team. He took over about a third of the way through the season for Corey Boyd and Cobbish stamp Peters. When you're quarterback in a situation that Kevin Glenn's in right now, Doug, and you've been in this situation many times, you got a big deficit to make up. Is it tough to be patient at this point?
14: Not for me. That was the key, I think, for me always, was one first down at a time, especially in the beginning of the drive. If you get a couple of first downs, you might take your shot as you cross midfield because they're going to get impatient on defense and wind up coming here give you give up a big play or a possibility for a big play. Just Legal trying block. to convert. Calgary,
6: number 47. That penalty's declined. We have a second illegal block on Calgary 33. That will be a 10-yard penalty from where the ball was caught, kind of first
7: down. So penalties piling up for John Huffnagle It should be noted the Argos, without a penalty in the first half, they led the league in penalties in the regular season. So it's a big hole, and you say resist the temptation of getting it all back in. All you need 10 plays. yards.
14: All you need is 10 yards and you keep the ball. And you run two more plays and every time you run a play there's a chance a guy will break a tackle and go.
7: Now John Burgos hasn't been able to get on track. A short gain there again. This defense has stuffed him. Doug, you're part of this new tradition that the Canadian Football League's trying to bring into the season and, and that is to bring the great cup to the stadium. That was before.
14: It was a great experience and as you walked and as you got closer the crowd got bigger and bigger throughout as you got closer to the stadium it became a little bit of a zoo as we came right up to the entrance of the stadium but fantastic enthusiasm by all the fans in Toronto.
7: I know you're working with NBC and I know you're down in Boston but you know we claimed you right? Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> I don't mind that at all. I love it up here. <laughs> Second long, is Kevin Glenn. Now pulls the trigger, finds a target, has a first down. McDaniel with the catch, his first of the game. Robert McCune, the middle linebacker, on the tackle, but the old Hamilton Ticat target with a key first down for Calgary. You know, and Kevin Glenn may have to start to do a little bit of this and and start to create and extend plays with his legs a little bit to move the pocket and the launch point to make it a little tougher on a Toronto defense. It's played pretty solid up to this point. 18 yard pickup at the 28. Calgary first down. Kevin Flynn moves the pocket. Maurice price? Incomplete. And they have nullified Maurice Price so far in this game, coming off four consecutive 100 yard games. Still looking for his first catch. Gets must be nice. You talked about punches You talked about some of the people you've seen. I saw you chatting with Matt Dunnigan. And he got a chance uh, before the game to talk to this guy. <laughs>
14: <laughs> Dave Sponges and Dave Dickinson. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, we had fun. We were all together. Dave Dickinson and I were together with the San Diego Chargers as well, but Sponge was my go-to. He was my security blanket. If I didn't like it something upfield, he was running an option out, getting the ball six to eight yards, and he'd do it after the catch.
7: Man, you look like you could still play, my friend. <laughs> I
14: was gonna say we could start some
7: rumors here tonight, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so Pacino Horn loves his opportunity for a second interception only by Mitchell with the pass and a penalty marker on the play Looked like Evan McCullough was getting a little physical with Marquay McDaniel down the field. I'm wondering if it's going to be illegal contact or pass interference.
6: Forward pass interference. Toronto number 26. The first down at the point of the foul.
14: Safety Jordan Younger called. You know, he's jamming the slot receiver running the uh, corner route. And the one rule is a quarterback when you're throwing a corner route, see the corner, the outside guy playing wide. He drifted off of his defender, drifted into the pass, and could have intercepted it easily because he saw the ball thrown. And they called Jordan Yander, but it was Evan
7: There's Cornish in space. And John Cornish across midfield. Lost his footing, taken down by Warren at the Argo 49 yard line. Nick Lewis making a nice block on that play to get John Cornish out of the backfield. He comes from the right of your screen. Outside in, boy, is he ever good at this. Excuse me, he was on the left side of your screen and then turns and gets that McCullough block stepping back so that he can't catch up to Cornish. And as you
14: mentioned, Doug, one play at a time and they've got something going. That's a great first down call. A little play action, moves the pocket a little bit. Easy little dump pass and picks up good yardage. Safe. Three first downs of the drive The pitch to corners. He's got some running room
7: and then gets colored with comes down. and That'll be a face mask on Robert McCune. That's what you're talking about. You never know. You get, get your receiver. You're running back to break a tackle in the open field. Turn into a big game. Maybe you pick up a penalty like this and next thing you know,
14: you're in scoring distance. Keep getting first downs. That goal line will bump you in the face. <laughs> so after the penalty drove to the first
13: half,
6: Major foul unnecessary roughness. Toronto number forty five. The 15 yard penalty for the end of the play. First
7: down. Nickname is the hammer. See Robert McHugh step up on this one and where he draws the flag. Right there catches the corner of the face mask of John Cornish. Twenty one yards after the penalty. First down inside the 30. Only oh, by Mitchell back at the controls. into McDaniel with a short tackle by Evan McCullough. Of course, you know, I would say as a former defensive player, Doug, that I want you to be patient. I want you to put together 14, 15 drives. Although playing against you, I knew <laughs> how many times that happened. But, uh, you know, that's for Chris Jones. That's kind of what he wants to do. Hoping or, or expecting the offense to make a mistake at some
14: point. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good first down call there, yeah. throwing the hit screen, but a great defensive play, shut him down, second and long. So you're right, eventually you're going to come up with that stop play. Come back in second and eight.
7: On the edge, pressure over the middle. Nick Lewis hangs on at the 20,
14: and it will be decision time now. Right there was the perfect opportunity. We said they'd get impatient on defense. Finally, they did. They came with an all-out blitz. It was man-to-man coverage all over the field. Zero coverage, no safety in the middle. There was your opportunity maybe to hit the home run.
7: And Javari Arthur was open down that middle of the field but Kevin Glenn couldn't find it. And it looked like he had longer than he may have thought he had because 81 was open deep down the middle, right around the goal line. Doug really great to see you especially at this occasion. Great Cup 100. One of the dominant players in the history of this great game. And as Renny Paradis puts it through our thanks to Doug Flutie. Thank you guys. It was a blast. So Calgary does not gamble third and two. They take the points. Trailed by 15. Does that in any way raise an eyebrow with you? No not. I think it's still early enough that and John Hopnagel is experienced enough that. He knows that there's a lot of football to yet be played, and he finally got some momentum from his offense. They got a few first downs, they moved the ball better than they have all game on that last series. Paredes with the boot. Chad Owens on the return. Kicks it Over the 50, and Paredes will knock him out. Great field position for the
10: Argos.
1: Take a look at
7: the numbers for Ricky Ray so far. He came into this Grey cup with the best completion percentage of any quarterback in Grey cup history that he had at least 40 attempts. Great success in the first half. Getting the football to number 44 Chad Caffrey. Great field position to start after the 43 yard return by Owens. Long out. There's Caffrey pulling it down across midfield and. Getting some extra yardage close to a first down for Chad Cackard. You know it's great to see Doug Flutie and have him here with us in the booth. And when he first walked in at halftime I said you know what are you seeing from Toronto? He said I'm seeing a perfectly run offense. Take that dump down throw to Chad Cackard like we saw on that first down and get yourself in manageable situations. The quarterback knows like he said you don't have to be too proud to just dump it down and let your Guys, I do the work for you. Yeah. Doug working with NBC riding that Notre Dame wave and would like to say hello to the NBC Sports Network fans watching Chad Kacker chewed up down to the 26-yard line. Eric Fraser, the safety with the s- tackle, but it's been a big night for Chad Kacker. What a hole for Chad Kacker. He not only gets to the second level, but he gets beyond that. Into the secondary in a heartbeat. Down blocks from Chris Van Zyl. And look at that hole open up for Chad Cackard. Untouched till he gets to the safety. Two plays, two first downs after the Owens kick return. First down, put dinner Into the hands of Dury, who gets away. And it's three first downs on three plays as Andre Dury steps up. Andre Dury had some injury issues throughout the season but had a couple of games where he was over a hundred yards receiving one of them was against the Calgary Stampeders does a nice job in the open field here make a couple of guys miss pick up a few extra yards Argos were the worst team in the red zone this year at forty six point two percent they were two for nine Danny Webb on the sidelines. Two from nine against counter in the regular season. Two for one in the game, but that oh. closed down in a hurry. There's Jawan Simpson. Hello, Jawan Simpson. Here is a middle linebacker who started 32 of the 46 games at Alabama. And if you're starting at Alabama, you're a football player, watch him step up in that hole unblocked. And Jack Taggart had nowhere to go. Simpson won a great cup in Montreal, 2008, in his rookie year. One of eight Stampeders returning to try to win another one. Second punch. and he will sweep it to Kacker. It's a block. Gets outside and he'll be pushed out just short of the first down. Mark Parento with a block, but he's been shaken up. Blitz coming off the edge there Chris from Keon Raymond and Ricky Ray retreats long enough to get Chad Cackard out there and Mark Parenteau in a, a lot of discomfort there. Watch out the blitz is going to come from this direction. There's twenty five Ricky Ray retreats gives himself a split second to get it out there and it looked like Mark Parenteau just fell on his shoulder. He grabbed that shoulder immediately. There goes right guard who came into the game as the only player in this game with a great cup touchdown catch. (laughs) Remember the catch in 2010? On a short yardage play, one yard, but Parento shaken up, and will step out. Welcome back to Rogers Center. Prime Minister Stephen Harper, wife Lorraine, interested observers. Former Argo fan now cheering for the Stampeders. He was a little torn because... Said as a kid, cried in that 71 game, and Zargo was losing that game on the fumble, the famous fumble, and now pulling for Calgary in this one. I took a few games in the 60s pretty hard, too. Uh, (laughs) Crazy waters on to attempt the short field goal. and Early movement. He was reflecting back on the 71 game the Leon McQuay mm-hmm. unforgettable fumble
6: procedure Toronto number 64 five yard penalty repeat third down
7: it's Andrew Jones moving and Joe Theismann was here this week but he had to leave he's in Vancouver strangely enough the site of that 71 game And Joe Theismann might have shed a tear or two after that Calgary win in 71 but that's what the great cups all about those those great memories you you say 71 great cup you think of leon mcquay you say 91 great cup you think rocket ishmael or or the legend of matt dunnigan from the ballroom with a broken collarbone to the field for a brilliant great cup winning performance From 20 yards out harris had trouble but got it down Another well, rookie quarterback Just got the pin in for Swayze Waters to add to the lead. And, of course, His Excellency, the Governor General, kicking things off. Literally, the ceremonial kickoff. Something we're told he practiced and You could tell for a minute there he was lining up like it was kick for a million. Great concentration and focus. Well the entire country has really embraced this this great cup and the hundredth great cup game whether it be the looney the coin with the great cups on it the commemorative stamps collection that was put out by Canada Post they tell us and and it's true that the demand for tickets for this great cup that the Argos could have sold this tire dome out twice jam-packed and I and I have to tell you Chris I for me because it brings back great memories of course one of four this is the fourth great Cup played here in Toronto in the dome and when that crowd started singing Oh Canada jam-packed inside under the roof here it was I tell you what I it was hard not to get emotional three minutes to go in the third quarter Here's Larry Taylor. And Taylor gets away. Cuts back. Pass Waters. Nobody's going to catch him. Larry Taylor. 105 yard touchdown. Wait a minute. There's a flag at midfield. So a big chunk of that is going to be negated. It was just what the Stampeders needed. But it's coming back. Chris, Larry Taylor has been Calgary's best player. On either side of the ball or special teams, it's been Larry Taylor that's been consistent all game.
6: Holding Calgary number 25. Wow. Yeah,
7: Keon Raymond, one of the pets. Keon Raymond is right at the point of attack. You see Larry Taylor right behind him and Raymond going after Black and grabs the outside of the shoulder pad and pulls him towards him. And that's enough to draw the penalty and take a touchdown off the board. Remember in Game 1, Larry Taylor between these two teams this year had over 400 yards all-purpose. All the way back to the Calgary 35 after the penalty. Last possession nine plays 81 yards and... Flags are flying here as Cornish tries to get outside and is dragged down by Ronald Fleming's. And flags in different areas of the field here to sort out. After what was a very low penalty first half. A couple of breaks here for the Toronto Argonauts, Chris. One on that. On the on the field goal, the first field goal attempt going back that far hit the goalpost and didn't go through, but there was a procedure call and no play. So the Argos got another shot at it and made it. And then the penalty, taking the Larry Taylor touchdown off the board from Keon Raymond. John Gott was shaken up again. The center wants a word with one of the officials for a call that may not have been made, but got to the sidelines and Bobby Kahn will have to check back in and Larry Taylor also heads back into the offensive huddle for Calgary. By the way the biggest comeback for John Huffnagel's Calgary Stampeders throughout the regular season was a game against Saskatchewan they were down 17 points and came back and won.
6: But too many players offense on Calgary. We have a rough play disqualification on Toronto number 78 He next 15 yards up for an automatic first down
7: so Adriano Belli is done disqualified Belli joined the team late in the season is not going to be able to finish. Guy who missed most of the week because of the flu. Not his first disqualification. <laughs> no. But most importantly for it gives him a first down, good field position, and a chance to try and climb back in this football game. So we'll see what transpired to lead to Belly's ejection right now their first down at their 50. They empty it up. Lewis in midfield and quickly take it down. Robert McCune. There's Adriano Belly right here. And he's working that offensive line. Looks like he just as he's twisting down. Throws John Gott. That's as close as we could find. Maybe he might have had his arm in an armbar or something. Yeah, I was thinking about the Khalid Mitchell play. That led to a suspension against the B.C. Defensive attack early in the year. Glenn stands in, and that one nearly Devin McCullough, in and out of his hands and so the Calgary drive stalls at midfield crossing route here Kevin Glenn has lots of time to throw but he doesn't have a deep route in this play all intermediate curl routes but watch his feet hopping hopping not really settled in the pocket hopping hopping he's got lots of time Dave Dickinson said before the game that he was wondering about whether or not Kevin Glenn might be a little jittery in his first great cup He's just not settling in that pocket. Had lots of time to stand in there. Maver will try and pin the Argos deep. Watches this one, and it's a beauty. Owens can't stay in bounds, and his momentum takes him out at the two. It could not have been a better boot by Rob Maver, 52 yards into the corner. You've heard coaches many times say when you're on the 20 going in or inside the 20, it's the red zone or the score zone. When you're inside your own 20, it's the win zone. And the importance of a first down or two coming out of your own zone like this, crucial for the Argos here. Or else Maverick just gave the Cowboys Peters a bunch of momentum heading into the fourth. And for Rick Campbell's defense, now's the time. Absolutely. They got to get this two and out. Force Scott Milanovic into. Having to make the decision as to not to either give up the safety of the two points to try to punt it out and give Calgary excellent field position. So well, Ricky Ray from his end zone. Looking for the leash And uh, that's a money throw, and they're seeing he did not have control of it. Looks like man made the catch, but either lost it on the sidelines or didn't get the foot down. First of all, the placement of the ball from Ricky Ray just. Absolutely incredible. But let's take a look if Maurice Mann does maintain possession here and whether or not he's out of bounds. Looks like he got. No, he nope. doesn't. He didn't get his foot down. Knee on the white stripe, and away you go. Good call by the official. Big down here. Well, that almost looks like he may have got a sliding foot in. Go to the sidelines again, and Mann stretches out, and they're going to rule that incomplete. You know we had another look and we should go back and take one more look at that Maurice man on the corner of first down because it looked pretty clear that his knee was on the white stripe. But did he get that toe in. Looks like he may have dragged the toe on the initial play. Instead it's the second two and out of the game for the Argos. And now, does Scott Milanovic give up the safety, or does he turn Prefontaine loose? Well, I think you've got to give up, too. too, yeah. And he will, with Larry Taylor waiting at the 45. Get in pursuit to Prefontaine, and it is two on the board for the Stampeders. And now, 27-11. so the safety conceded.
8: (laughs) Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple. With casual clothing and footwear, from
7: Marks third quarter stats are brought to you by intact insurance your home your auto your business intact insurance your back well one thing we know about the Canadian Football League when you look at the numbers that are starting to get closer it was pretty much the Argos in the first quarter and in the second Calgary starting to climb back in the third and one thing we know about CFL football Chris is that no lead is safe and no lead is comfortable And it looks like right now to me the Calgary Stampeders are starting to chip away here. Got a little momentum. Toronto had to give up that save. Well you heard from Doug Flutie talking about patience. Still 16 points but you know now they can't settle for field goals. They need touchdowns. Yeah. They're going to have to start to look at the clock maybe even get into some hurry up offense and try and get uh, Kevin Glenn into a bit of a rhythm. And for the Toronto Argonauts they can't take their foot off the pedal at this point. There's lots of time to play in this game. You know in the last three minutes. In the Canadian Football League, we could see two or three scores, so lots of football to be played. Calgary may have got a break on that last series. We're going to take a, another look when it appeared that Maurice Mann got a foot down. There's the toe on the green, so that was a catch taken away, and the end was the safety, and right back to Calgary. On the ensuing kickoff, Larry Taylor at the 40. And Kevin Glenn's got a chance to develop some Calgary momentum here early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he does. And, and they, the change for them in this second half has been to not try and pound Cornish in the middle, but get Cornish out on the edges and have a little more success on first down. Be patient, as we've talked about. And then they'll wait to take their chances. As this clock runs down, they're going to have to push the ball more. Numbers 15 completions last week, but some big plays against the Lions. They start with John Cornish, and that's been the story of the day. That Ergo defense continues to shut him down for the most part. All Robert McCune in the middle there. Cornish's best run, 21 yards, in the dying seconds of the first half, but. Most of his carries have looked like this today. Two playoff games for Robert McCune getting really his first chance to start. A no new linebacker in the defense here in oh. Toronto. 13 tackles in two games. And he started in Calgary camp with Jawan Simpson and Joe Lopez on the all ended up. Starters this year in the CFL. Here's Clayton, he's got no an command. And Daniel falls down on the play. And looks back at the quarterback oh. as if he wanted that ball a lot earlier. Well Marquay McDaniel tried to turn around. He wanted it earlier and out in front of him so he could run underneath it. But I never recommend for a receiver to ever turn around and be that animated and basically call out his quarterback. So the fifth to and out of the night. Here again, Rob Maver, booting it to Chad Owens. From his 23. Running it outside. Kowali leading the way. And slowed up as he crossed the 35-yard
11: line. Early fourth quarter, let's check back in with Paul LaPolice and the coach's playbook. The key to this game is an early interception in the game that, that uh, re- was returned back for a touchdown. Pacino Horn did a great job and it allowed it allowed Calgary, uh, excuse me, allowed Toronto to really blow this game open. Take a look here. This is a staple play that Calgary runs. They bring the guy out in the flat, try to widen people. They've got a guy on a clear out to the field. They're trying to get it here to Nick Lewis. As Nick pushes out. I think Kevin just throws a a poor ball here but the best part of this is Pacino Horn must have been watching his film because he slow plays and lets that vertical guy go past him and he's in the right position to make a play on the ball. He gets up as we flip this angle here. He gets up and runs it right in for the touchdown and again blows the game open early in the first. Now the Argos trying to.
7: Put it away. Chad Cafford off the right side. And up to the 44-yard line. Been the workhorse for this Argo offense. Rushing 12 for 78 before that six-yard run. So he's over 80 now. And through the air, he's got eight for 62. So over 100 yards of production for Chad Cafford. The one guy that Ricky Ray has not been able to get the football to offensively. Has been the M.O.P. from 2012. I'm guessing John that's Owens. the family from Southern California. He said that he be dressed up somehow. He might even dress up as Jason of the Ergonauts. That ball down A big knockdown by Anwar Stewart, who seems to have an annual invitation. And there are the Kakar family celebrating. Uh, Ricky Ray has... Gone to Chad Cackard a bunch of different ways, whether it be in that short passing game, high percentage throws. He's coming across the middle out of the backfield. They pounded him in the middle, they got him outside on the edge. Over 100 yards of offense for Chad Cackard. You know, the decision to release Corey Boyd was so controversial there were season ticket holders who wrote letters to President Chris Rudge upset and the last thing the Argos want to do is upset the season ticket holders they do have but that decision as as gutsy as it looked at the time has been spot on. Yeah, You know what it was a gutsy call by Scott Milenovich. but what he knew coming out of camp is what. Chad Kacker's teammates knew as well especially their offensive line is that, that Chad Kacker fit this offense better than Corey Boyd did and it takes nothing away from Corey Boyd He's a great football player for this organization for a couple years a thousand yard rusher but he was the focal point point. and Scott Milanovic said this year the focal point of our offense will be Ricky Ray. Argos have won four consecutive games to get in here they've won four consecutive breakup appearances. With the lead here in the fourth quarter, Larry Taylor trying to flip the field, and away he goes again. Up to the 43-yard line, 17 yards on the return. Let's get the move on the sidelines. Here's Sarah Oleski.
8: Well, understandably, there's a lot of frustration down here on the Calgary sideline, Chris, in particularly with this offense. Markway McDaniel, when he came off the field, Kevin Glenn tried to go over and speak to him. Markway just turned and walked away. Maurice Price spent that entire last possession on the sidelines, fuming, going up and down, yelling at anyone that would listen to him. There was a lot of frustration, a lot of shrugs, rolling of the eyes, and guys just shaking their heads in disbelief at how much they have been struggling so far this game. With more now, let's go to well
9: Sarah the Argos are very much in the moment there has been no discussion about how close they are to finally tasting from the Grey Cup they're completely focused on the task at hand also it's pretty clear the Argos d line believes they've got a run pass key for the stamps figured out look for Ricky Foley or Kevin Huntley to signal to the linebackers so they can react accordingly
7: of Stampeders this is foreign territory only once this year they've really been out of the football from start to finish a uh, convincing BC Ryan win early in the season. Nick Lewis stretching out for first down but in every other game they either won or John Hupnagel felt like they had a shot at winning. And during that break they got in that huddle and Kevin Glenn and John Cornish were talking about it's 16 points man it's 16 points. It's lots of time to play. And Kevin Glenn has come up off the mat many many times. Still a two-possession game. Ball near midfield. Time for That ball is tipped at the line. Something the Argos have been effective with this season, and effective on defense in this game. Chris, when they win on first down, and so now they've got Kevin Glenn in second and long. Jiro Kowali is having the game of his career so far, and guess who gets his hands on this throw from Kevin Glenn? Number five. From LSU, Gerald Kuali. Second and ten. Three receivers to that far side. They're looking that way deep as Maurice Price draws a flag. Step for step was a Ahmad Carroll. The flag's flying. It's a big gain for Calgary by a Pen- you know Mike Carroll had some issues with pass interference early in the season. In fact Scott Milanovic sat him down for a couple of games and experimented with other personnel at his position. His pass
6: interference Toronto number eight. It'll be first down at the point of the foul.
7: Brought him back in and since he's been inserted back in the lineup which is about a month ago. He's played very well and avoided the penalty. This is a close one. When I saw it live, it looked like just some hand fighting down the field. And when I look at it in replay, it verifies that. Now, Kevin Glenn takes a shot to the end zone, and it's too long for Nick Lewis. Fourth time that Calgary's got a first down by penalty out of the 13 in the game Ahmad Carroll is still talking to the officials because he just doesn't believe he was called on that and I I I think he has an argument here Chris I mean take a look as they go down the field you're allowed to hand fight there so that should be okay as long as he doesn't hold it down for too long he doesn't he allows Maurice Price to lift it up again that's been let go all season long second and ten Calgary five for sixteen in second down conversions And it's short yardage. And now do you leave the offense out or do you take three with still over ten minutes to go? I think you, you take your points. You know, you, you've got some momentum, you take your points, you got to drive together. Penalty a to drive. But John Hucknagel knows there's lots of time. And Markway McDaniel, who, as Sarah mentioned on the sideline, didn't even want to talk to Kevin Glenn, is having problems getting his legs underneath him. The second time he stumbled on his own. Now well, you see the remarkable consistency of Rene Perez, 26th consecutive field goal, and it gets a little tighter.
10: Oh.
7: That's a 13 point lead for the Argonauts, 9.46 remaining. Just four first downs in the second half so far for the Toronto Argonauts. I guess my question to eight for Calgary for Scott Milanovich would be, is he getting conservative in this second half with the lead? Just 71 yards of offense in the second half. Ricky Ray, some numbers on the board in the first. Talks about managing the game, being conservative when he has the opportunity. He did that second half after the 31-point explosion in the... Eastern City here's Packard, and he gets blocked down Good tackles on the plate by Brandon Smith. In the meantime, give full credit to this Calgary defense. I mean, they're hanging around. They're hanging in there. in The second half, they've stepped up, and put Ray in some difficult positions. Rick Campbell, I think he's getting the best out of his secondary that I've seen all year, and that's a young group. Three of the five in their first year in the CFL, basically. Ricky Ray trying to avoid a third consecutive two and out. Here comes Hughes. And the throw hurried at the Argo pitch incomplete. So Calgary has forced them into a third consecutive two and out. And now the Stampeders need a big return play or an offensive touchdown on this next drive. Or maybe when they get the ball back, the Toronto Argonauts can go back and try and find some plays for Chad Ogan- Owens and see if. The most outstanding player in 2012 can start to create himself. A couple of those maybe hit screens on first down could help this Toronto offense. You can see he's getting a little frustrated, not seeing the ball much. Hasn't been the Owens corner showdown we anticipated. On a lot of bounce and out, so Taylor can't get his hands on that. Good move by Creepontain. Better second half for Kevin Glenn, although he. Hasn't seemed as comfortable, nearly as comfortable in this game as he did in the West Final or the West Semifinal against Saskatchewan, but he's now starting to accumulate.
6: Calgary, number 26, while the ball go. is in the air, will go back 10 yards from where it was caught. First down.
7: Another costly special teams penalty, Rob Cote, this time. Now, keep in mind that on that last Calgary series, it was aided by that pass interference down the field. Ahmad Carroll. On Maurice Price. So with the penalty and the pre Prefontaine boot, 53 yards. And the Stampeders start inside their 20. Glenn running out of time underneath. And a big collision there. Nick Lewis absorbs the hit. Boy Chris Jones throwing in some more wrinkles at the most important time and juncture of this football game. I want to show you here Ricky Foley watch the defensive end doesn't blitz on this player go after the quarterback he peels off on Larry Taylor make sure he's covered down and you got big Kevin Huntley out there covering Nick Lewis in the flat just a changeup from Chris Jones. Lewis hits the 100 yard receiving mark second time a great play for him in corners. On second down,
10: and
7: it it's uh, a big, big series. And it's almost in that, that zone. Not quite yet, I don't think, for John Hutnagel to think about three down football, but we're getting there. Well, this has been Chris Jones' night so far. Hasn't uh, it? You know what? Yeah, those last two defenses were just a great example of what he does so well. So many moving parts. And he has a defensive end cover Larry Taylor, change things up, get him in second and long. They don't convert the Calgary Stampeders, and the Argos are going to get the ball back in pretty good field position here. Argos were fined $5,000 for tampering when they signed Chris Jones without permission to talk to him. They turned out to be the best $5,000 they spent this year. Here's Owens. Flag, and it'll be a 15-year goal yards, and maybe more. As Darius Brooks tosses about, then Calgary losing its composure. So if both are as they look this will be some big yardage for the Argos into Calgary territory. Early in the season discipline was an issue for John Huffnagle stamps. With
6: no yards. Calgary number 24 to 15 yard penalty. We have a major foul. Unnecessary roughness. Horse caller Calgary number 32. It's another 15 yard penalty. Wow.
0: 30 yards of real
7: estate. Fifteen unnecessary no yards is hard to avoid. This is easy to avoid. He's out of bounds let up. Get your defense on the field. Darius Brooks. With a poor decision. Best field position started the day for the Argos and here you see it 10 penalties 95 yards. For
10: Calgary on the lake. Cackard's uh, going to try. Pat uh, He gets outside. Down to the 15. The pistol. They'll mark him at the 11 yard line. Chad
7: Cackard over 100 yards rushing.
5: All right, we're in the 100th
7: grade cup. talking about some of the great running backs in this league's history. Guys like George Reed, Mike Pringle. And I'll tell you what if Chad Cackard can put together five, seven, maybe an eight nine year career we'll be talking about him ten years from now as one of the greats he's got that speed the toughness in the middle great quickness and vision he's been their workhorse in a position to take a stranglehold, hole collision there as he pounds to the seven we showed you that the great cup was on display in one of the end zones now being Transferred down to field level Mentioned this before in another great cup but Remember veteran Ryan Thelwell telling us oh, man About seeing the cup Being brought down by the Mounties And how that's the next Burst of adrenaline on the sidelines I'll tell you what, I'm getting one right here in the booth Chris, you think about some of the names on Not that one Not that one But some of the names On that great cup some of the great football players in this game's history.
10: Second down, they swing it out. There's Andre Dewey on the throw.
7: To Andre Dury, who, as we mentioned at the start of the show, grew up admiring Pinball Clemens, Rocket Ismail. He's living his dream right now. Waters adds the extra point. Big block by Mo Man on the touchdown. A couple of those short passes in the score zone. Inman with one, and now Andre Dury, a great cup touchdown. Well the sequence sequence of events that have led to this Andre Dury touchdown are interesting with regards to this Toronto football team all year Chris Jones defense gets a 2 1 0 the return game creates a couple of penalties one on a bad decision by Calgary 30 yards on penalties in the return puts Ricky Ray in great field position Chad Cacker who's been the workhorse all game long gets them in the red zone. And Andre Dury finishes the drive. By the way, that's, as I mentioned, Ricky Ray's eight touchdown pass. That's getting him into rarefied air, isn't it? Yes, it is in great cups. Again, two and one in great cups. And he's now one from tying Anthony Calvillo. on the all time list. A guy discarded despite having. Two break up rings in his resume. And although Eric Tillman takes all the heat for the most controversial trade in CFL history, well, there were more people in Edmonton that weren't sure Ricky Ray could still get it done. And he's proving them all wrong here tonight. And when you look at him and his demeanor on the sideline, it has not changed from the moment that he has come out on The football field to start this game and that's what he has brought that stability. I mean, it's a quarterback driven league. We've been seeing that for years. Ricky Ray has lots of years left in him. and The future of the Toronto Argonauts looks great. Not only for this year, but also in the future in the next four or five. 13 touchdown passes in his last five games and that. Skip short to the intended target. Incomplete for Calgary. 18 for 32-31. Not as brilliant number-wise as he's put up in the last couple of months,
10: but
7: more than enough it would appear to get the job done in the bigger scheme he may ever play. Well, pressure and again the Argo defense which is just as big a story on this day gets to Kevin Glenn once again and it's that time Kevin Glenn's got to go on third down and Chris Jones now looking at play to turn the football over in Calgary's territory if you can get one more stop in this series Ricky Foley Hits his hand and turns Kevin Glenn around so he can't escape, grabs that jersey. Again, another local guy, grew up here. Another York guy, absolutely. Just like Andre Dory. So third and 15, Kevin Glenn. Got a wide, he's shot, it's underneath complete. Robin Glenn's gonna be short. He's got the catch, but it's a turnover on downs. With three and a half remaining. These Calgary Stampeders from Markway McDaniel—they haven't been able to get the ball deep to Rombie Bryant. And I want to show you again. Watch Chris Jones. That's Kevin Huntley in the middle of the defense. That's an interior defensive tackle dropping and helping out on a crossing route on Nick Lewis, taking away one of the more dangerous threats for the Calgary Stampeders all season long. And a different look from Chris Jones and Rombie Bryant can't get the first down on his own. should be the final play before the three-minute warning. As Ricky Ray will work the clock. And work. Chad Koecker. So under three minutes left. With the Argos in control. There are the postseason numbers for Ricky Ray. 254 away from a great cup title, which would be his third. A completion percentage off the charts. Ricky Ray didn't rack up yards tonight because of his arm on the deep ball. One of the best deep ball throwers in all CFL history. He did it with his composure and patience tonight. Host team has not won in Toronto since 1952. around the 60-year drought. And he springs ahead and gets tossed out by the safety Eric Fraser. And... That's going to be enough for first down. It wasn't the deep ball for Ricky Ray tonight. Calgary Stampeders took away Ricky Ray's M.O.P. in Chad Owens. He had a quiet night offensively. That's okay for Ricky Ray. He's been there. He's done that. Take away my M.O.P. I'm going to look elsewhere. He looked at Chad Cackard. He did the heavy lifting in this one. Majira Kowali in the backfield now. Two back, second man three is Kacker. And he gets nailed at the line of scrimmage. Great cap record for completions in 2005. Second and nine. Kacker will get stuffed this time. You think about the future of this franchise Scott Milanovic before the playoffs began got a contract extension from the organization. He has brought that offense from Mark Tressman's system that they put together in Montreal with a very similar style quarterback in Anthony Calvillo and you think of that combination Scott Milanovic and that offense. Timeout Calvert. and how long Anthony Calvillo has played in Montreal and had so much success at a high level. The future looks bright in Toronto with Ricky Ray at the helm in that offense, that system with Milanovic. But the rebuild did it right. They found a guy who was a great offensive mind in this game. They got a quarterback, which was obviously a huge piece of the puzzle. They're developing a couple of young guys as well. They got Chris Jones, as good a defensive mind as there is, and he retooled the new blue defense. And it's all come together probably ahead of anybody's schedule. And then there's the old guy Boreau prefontaine. And he sends this one into the end zone. And Larry Taylor gonna have to take a knee. 90 seconds left. And it's now three touchdown lead. Our game story brought to you by Mr. Luke and talked about a maintenance take good care. Well, Chad Cackard. Flew under the radar for most of the season, and they'll know him now 194 yards in the biggest game of the year, and maybe the biggest great cup game in this game's history. Ricky Ray's got a lot of football left in him. He is far from on the tail end of his career. Ninety seconds left to bowl Levi Mitchell. The rookie who has a great future. In to finish it off, and he guns it over the middle, and Mark McDaniels got it in midfield. Big, big collision there as McDaniels dropped at the 47. 100 Great Cups. These are great cup wins by City, which includes the U of T and Balmy Beach and the case of Toronto. Looking for number
10: 23. Holding by Joe, still at the ball, and
7: he hits the deck. With Brandon Isaac, a former Stampeder, bearing down on him. You know, Kevin Glenn just did not settle in from the very beginning throughout this entire football game. We showed you a couple times where... He was jumping and hopping in the pocket. Just did not look comfortable. And when the Argo defense shut down John Cornish and forced him in the second long, he just did not execute that offense in the high level he's done through the playoffs. Second and 11 and a short hop pass incomplete. Looking for McDaniel. Bo by Mitchell, one of those quarterbacks people talk about is uh, perhaps uh, you could Build a franchise around in in Ottawa. He will be one that they will be evaluating. Well, and for Ricky Ray and the Toronto Argonauts, this is this is an organization now with Ray at the helm. Over the next three, four, maybe five years, they can build and grow quarterbacks behind him. They can start to build their own quarterbacks. Young guys come in, learn from Ricky Ray, and be the next one. That's Nick Foles, who played for the Argos and the Buckles, been with them for most of them. 60 years. Evan McCullough tackle as Jabari Arthur has a catch and the celebration not quite ready to take place. It's interesting that when Scott as Argos won the Eastern final in Montreal, he was a little upset about the Gatorade bucket. Said, "We haven't won anything yet. We've got one more game to go." He's holding them off until this one is in the books completely early movement by the Peters. There was an image this week when he was at the coaches press conference with John Huffnagel talking about watching film with his dad a high school coach 16 millimeter film on a bedsheet screen and And here he is today on the sidelines getting ready to win his first great cup as a head coach twice A cup winner as an assistant. Although he was beaten by John Huffnagel In 2008 well on that Chris Let's get this call.
6: Procedure, Calgary number 64. The penalties declined, we'll run the clock.
7: On that subject, Chris, Scott Milanovic, consider the last 20 years, it been five first year head coaches to get to a breakup. John Huffnagel and Mark Tressman in 2008. Timer. Kent Please Austin. Put
6: 47 seconds on the game clock. 47.
7: Since it's, it's been a brilliant year, we've had so much yes. to celebrate. The 100th Gate Great Cup Festival has been outstanding, and maybe not the drama everybody had hoped for. No, here tonight not in the finale. Not the close game we thought. It was Austin in 07, down in 05. Tomljanovic is the pick. They reset the clock again. The partisan crowd on their feet. disrupting with the noise again got a ball on the field so they had to halt things
6: timer please put the clock back to for 47 seconds 47
7: maybe Chris the key to the Argos victory here tonight was a play made back in December now down on that Argos sideline Scott Milanovic entire roster get a chance to soak it in a little bit. Yeah, the emotion you just saw, I think, is starting to settle in on a head coach who doesn't show it very often. Yeah, and at this point, you start thinking about your high school coach, your family, all the people that sacrificed to get you where you are. Second and ten, underneath,
10: it's Matt Walter, the former Calvary Dino,
7: on the losing end of a couple of Banier Cups and was hoping to change his luck. In this game, and give credit to Jim Parker, moved upstairs, put this together, hired Scott Milanovic, and was responsible for the trade. the season including those two playoff games over a hundred yards. But you know I'm talking to the Toronto defense all week long. He wasn't a surprise any longer. And he knew about number 17 and did a good job on him. I Again though I think the key was shutting down John Cornish early defensively and Kevin Glenn never just really settling in take advantage of the ball down the field. You know that defense didn't allow. An Anthony Calvillo touchdown pass last week. And well, they shut out Kevin Glenn in this game. Foley by Mitchell gets one in garbage time. But Chris Jones' defense has got the job done. One for two. Looking again for Price, And he's got it. So 20 seconds left. 13 point lead. Like we mentioned off the top look at all the local football players that grew up here in the greater Toronto area getting a chance to play at home in front of the home fans and folks there are a lot of people in this community that absolutely love the Canadian Football League. Contrary to some of the reports that we've heard over the last few years. Festival was unbelievable jam packed downtown Toronto all week long. And this dome was rocking. So the short kick team gets set for Calgary. And Mike O'Shea will get his troops ready. Mike Bradwell had to field one last week to clinch it. And there's a guy that could be a head coach in the not too distant future. Uh, there's a couple on that sideline, Chris Jones being one of them. Michael O'Shea, who's actually interviewed for some jobs already. And there's work to be done here in Toronto, there's no question. But from what I saw, it's a great cup week. we are building a nice base. Our two kickers up there, Paradise goes to the far side, jump ball. There's Bradwell, to come down with it for the Argos, that will cue the Gatorade! Oh, and Chris God. Jones is the recipient this time. All right, buddy. a signal from Scott Malinovich for victory formation victory formation 17 seconds left and you wonder if we've seen the last Gatorade there will be one more knee and then the celebration will be on 99 through the regular season the Argos They beat Calgary twice in the regular season. Scott Milanovic was quick to remind everyone that that didn't mean anything in this game. The franchise with the most Canadian football titles. And there is Milanovic. The Toronto
10: Argonauts have won the historic.
7: this week with so much going the right way and if you're in the whole city it's the perfect finish Scott Milanovic during the week was asked what it would mean to him to get his name on the great cup and he said what it would mean would be so important for me is to get our players names on the great cup this is about our players Scott with his wife three daughters and Farhan
9: Logie is on the field with the winning quarterback. Ricky, you talked about an up and down six years, and you joked that you want to retire after every season. What does this feel like after all of
13: that? Oh, man, this is unbelievable. Just uh, the, the teammates, uh, coaches, everybody just put so much work in this year. And for us to get hot at the end of the year and be able to make this run, you know, in the 100th Great cup in front of our home fans, is just an awesome feeling. For
9: you personally, you know, there was so much criticism about the trade, but I know you personally uh, were upset at, at what happened. I mean, how much of a motivator was that for you?
13: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it was just an opportunity for me. There's nothing I could do about it. Um, I was coming here, uh, to play for, you know, Scott Milanovic. I was excited about that. And, um, you know, great cup was here. So uh, it's just great to be a part of this team and be one piece of the puzzle. Talk to me a bit about your
9: performance, not just in this game, but in these playoffs. I mean, the, the numbers were outstanding, over 72% completions, close to 900 yards. What went right for you in the postseason? Yeah,
13: you know, we just started playing good football. We got hot at the right time. And, you know, sometimes that's the most important thing is just to, to be able to play good football at the right time. And we're able to do that. Congratulations,
9: Ricky. Enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, they turned
7: it around with that win late in the year against Saskatchewan when a playoff berth hadn't been nailed down yet. Beat the Edmonton Eskimos in the crossover in the semifinal. His former team in what was an emotional game for him and then went to Montreal and knocked off the Alouettes in the Eastern Final. How about Chad Kackert today? He's standing by with Farhan.
8: Chad, the 100th great cup. You guys win. There was a lot of talk over the last couple weeks about how they felt. It was destiny for you guys to be here and to win this. Put it into words for me.
15: I can't. I consider myself somewhat of a wordsmith in my free time, and I I can't explain this right now. It it really hadn't hit me yet. I was sitting there watching the clock tick. It felt like an hour for that last minute to go away, and, and we're here, and I can't wait to go celebrate with my voice. This has been one unbelievable journey and we made it
8: how much do you appreciate the fate that they had to put this on you Ricky Ray going for there but also I mean the job that you did on the ground today
15: just one small part of it piecing together a team that would come together and appreciate the opportunity we had and really take advantage of it and you saw our defense do everything they could out there and our special teams the offense did a great job up front
8: what does Ricky Ray mean to this team
15: success we're here we've accomplished our goal and we're gonna enjoy this for a
7: few months and then it's next year
8: We'll go enjoy it right now. Congratulations. Thank Chad. you so much
7: you had Chad who loves to go on long-distance drives. We'll be driving in the fast
9: lane. Let's go down and, and here's Farhan Scott you're a great cup champion in your first
2: year as a head coach in the 100th Grey Cup. What does that mean? I'm just so proud of these guys. They, they stuck with it all year. They kept believing and uh We didn't start fast again tonight, but uh, it's how you finish, and the guys finished.
9: And, And they responded really quickly after that first interception
2: to take the lead. How important was Ricky's poise through all of that? I think it was very important. Our defense got us going when they turned it over, and Ricky took them down, and we played with the lead the rest of the game. So... Uh, just got a lot of pride for these guys. I want to ask you about your defense. There was a lot of controversy about Chris Jones and
9: his arrival here in Toronto, but the game plan was masterful.
2: Yeah, he's done a tremendous job against them three times now, and uh, you have to stop Cornish. And for the most part, tonight we did that. You're still in your 30s. You're a young coach. You talked about always wanting to be a coach and the influence your dad had. I mean, what are you thinking about at this moment that you've done this so fast? I just feel fortunate to be a part of this and. Um, We've worked long and hard for six months to get here, and we're just gonna we're gonna enjoy it and, and have some fun tonight. Thanks for this. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. Consider the new coaching blood that's come into the Canadian Football League
7: in in the last few years. Scott Milanovich goes to the top of the list. We've got so many good young coaches, and Scott Milanovich with
10: Number one. his she great offensive she background has turned
7: this into a. Pretty dangerous team as Matt Black celebrates with his family. Another one of those local guys, another Northern secondary.
9: Brian Lalji standing by with another GTA product, Ricky. When you oh, Ricky, when you recovered that early fumble, I saw you go up to the top of the Argos bench and you looked at the fans and man. said, "This is my city." As a local guy to do this, what does it mean? It means the world to me, man. Like.
16: Like, I, I envision this, you know what I mean, like, I work my whole, it's like, it's like, the moments, like someone that I work my whole life for, I it's so much for, it. now that it happened, man, it's just like, I don't know what to do, because it's so much bigger than me, and it's like, it's for my team, man, and my family right there, and it's just something that, like, I could have never, you know, three years ago, man, is what I, I signed here for, man, and I, I don't know, I think I should be feeling more good about myself, man, but I'm just so happy for my team, me and here, man, and my family, and... You know, all my friends who believed in me when nobody else did. I was doing nothing but my life, man. They stuck behind me and believed, in me. My best friend growing up, he flew here on his own dime all the way from Winnipeg, man. My girl here from Vancouver, man. And it's just, ain't nothing like this right now for a boy, a Toronto boy raised in Canada, man. We dream about the great Cup. Americans dream about the Super Bowl, man. And
9: we live living our dreams today, being with GTA. And you're the outstanding Canadian in this game. And you've got so many good ones, including the 12 GTA guys. Does that mean, make it mean that much more? Yeah, that's it, more you want like we won the great cup I am I don't even know that y'all can't be great but like
16: it's, it's like, like I don't even know what else to say like icing on the cake
9: I guess I don't know I don't know man I don't even know so Ricky Foley an exceptional game on defense now with the anchor of that defense here's Sarah Orleski with Chris Jones girls,
10: huh?
8: Well, Chris Jones, you didn't speak to the media throughout the week, but now it's our first chance to talk to you here. Was there something extra? Was there something personal in this one for you?
12: Well, I mean, it was a great game. I mean, anytime you get a chance to play for a great cup championship, especially the 100th, I mean, there's something very special, regardless of who we were playing. So I'm group. You
8: know how much John Cornish means to that Calgary offense. How is it that you were able to shut him down?
12: Well, credit goes to players. Executing a game plan, they did a good job of stopping him. We had a few keys on their run game, and they executed the game plan.
8: Put this type of win into perspective for us, just with you coming here in your first year, Ricky Ray, Scott Milanovic's first year as the head coach, and this being the 100th breakup.
12: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, I mean, Scott and I are great friends. We live together in Montreal. Everybody knows that, and Jim Barker and I coach together two times and to bring Ricky Ray who was my nemesis so many years over in Edmonton throwing corner routes to have him here and, and to put all this together in such a short period of time I mean it's a credit to uh you know Jim Barker Scott Milanovich and, and our coaching staff and the players I mean it's outstanding
8: I know you're looking for your family go find them enjoy yeah, this I way I
12: appreciate that thank you very much see y'all next year Well, this 100th Great Cup
7: Festival would have been a huge success without the Argos even being in the big game. But their presence in this performance tonight certainly has put them back in the sports conversation in the market. A big step forward, and you know they're hoping this is one Great Cup hangover that might linger a bit. Well, no question, and they can build on this win. Chris Jones, by the way, John Cornish had just 57 yards rushing in this Great Cup. And that is three times this year they lined up against Cornish and stopped him under hundred all three times
12: well
7: let's head down for the presentations and join Brian Williams
4: all right Chris Cuthbert uh, thank you ladies and gentlemen if we can have your attention please I gotta tell you I have to tell you this is perfect symmetry One hundred years ago, the University of Toronto rugby football team won the first Grey Cup, and today the Toronto Argonauts have won the one hundredth Grey Cup. All right. In just a minute, we are going to witness history as the Grey Cup is presented for the one hundredth time, but first we have some awards to hand out.
0: Rod. All right, Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Commissioner of the Canadian Football League, Mark Cohan, who will make the presentations to the most outstanding player and the most outstanding
1: Canadian of the 100 Grey Cup. Mesdames et messieurs, c'est maintenant le moment de vous présenter les gagnants des titres de joueur par excellence et de joueur canadien par excellence. Veuillez accueillir pour la présentation le commissaire de la Ligue canadienne, Monsieur Mark Cohan. The most outstanding player
0: of the 100 Grey Cup from the Toronto Argonauts, number 44,
1: running back Chad Cacker. The joueur par excellence du centième match de la Coupe Grey, the Argonauts of Toronto, the numéro 44, Chad Cacker.
13: Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that 100th Grey Cup train is still rolling, and he's right here, number 44, Chad Kanker. 28 touches for 195 yards in the 100th Grey Cup. Chad, did you ever think something like that was possible two years ago when you first put on an Argonaut uniform?
15: you got to believe in something, right?
13: Well, we believe in you. You're outstanding. What was the key for you tonight?
15: Just playing football. I mean, there's a lot going on out here, and it's been a lot uh, to take in. And uh, we've been appreciating every moment. But when it comes down to it after that kickoff, it's just football. And we got to go out there, and, and we did what we've been doing all season.
13: Ladies and gentlemen, three games, 64 touches, 488 yards, and three TDs. Chad Gaggen, MOP, in the 100th Great cup. Give it up.
0: And now, the presentation of the most outstanding Canadian for this 100th Great cup. From the Toronto Argonauts, number 95, defensive
1: end, Ricky Foley. Le joueur par excellence, Canadien, du centième match de la Coupe Grée, le numéro 95, the Argonauts, Ricky Foley.
13: Toronto, your very own from Curtis, Ontario, Ricky Foley. Tremendous game. You had a sack, a fumble recovery, and then you're flying down on special teams, making it happen. Ricky, you were playing a different system with Chris Jones this year, we weren't coming off the edge, living in the backfield like we're accustomed to, but you came up big when the team needed the most tonight in the 100th great cup. What was, what, what was the advantage? Now, I don't care about all
16: that, man. Uh, that's in the past. Everything we went through, man, it made us stronger. I just care These fans were so supportive, man. Thank you so much, fans. You had us. about the whole time, man. I swear to God, you guys helped us win this game so much, man. They talk about other teams in the CFL, the 13th man. Today, we were the best 13th man in the CFL, baby.
13: Ricky Foley, your most outstanding Canadian. One more time.
4: No. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League, Mark Cohen, I'm not sure you can verbalize your thoughts at a time like this. It's been an
13: incredible year. It's pretty simple. All I want to say is thank you. Thank you to our fans across this country. You are the best fans in the world.
4: Congratulations. Thank you, Commissioner. It has truly been a remarkable season of celebration, a week of celebration here in the metro Toronto area. We are about to witness history. As I said, the University of Toronto Football Rugby won the first. The Toronto Argonauts have won the 100th. 99 times the Grey Cup has been presented. It has gone from hand to hand from so many champions. Ladies and gentlemen, it is about to be presented for the 100th time. Ladies and gentlemen, watch this historic moment as Normie Kwong receives
7: receive the Great Cup.
6: On behalf of football fans everywhere in Canada, it's a pleasure to present the Great Cup. The
0: Winnipeg Blue Bombers are champions of Canada,
6: Hamilton
13: 13, Saskatchewan
0: 10. One of the most memorable occasions in the history of sport in Canada.
13: It is my pleasure to present the 100th Grey Cup to your hometown, Toronto.
7: Celebration is on here in Toronto for one of the Great Cup champions, the Toronto Argonauts, and we'll hear more from the winners when we return to Rogers Centre in Toronto. Know your name on that cup, it, you know, is a special feeling, doesn't it? Well, so many emotions rushing through you right now for those players for the Toronto Argonauts. They're thinking about their family. They're thinking about their high school coaches. And they're thinking about the great players that went before them whose names are on that cup, guys like Moon, Parker, Etcheverry, Kroll, Clemens. I mean some of the toughest players and men you'll ever meet, like Bobby Juris and Ben Zambiazi, John Hilton, Angela Mosca, Wayne Harris. That's the guys that went before you and all of that emotion is right now what those players are going through and man it's a feeling that it's hard to describe.
9: A number of years from now, we'll say Chad Owens' names on that cup, but he's standing by with Farnham. Chad, when you won the MOP, you said it really didn't matter. It was all about this
3: game. Now you've done that. Take us through your emotions here. Oh, man, just uh, so much emotions, man. So much going through through my mind. Uh, Defense, man, just played one hell of a game. And uh, we're just so happy and proud of each other. Um, You know, we did it. We set a goal, and we've accomplished the ultimate goal. For you
9: personally, you scored the early touchdown, but that didn't seem Calgary did everything they could uh, to take you
3: away. But, did, you know, did it matter at all? It didn't matter. You know, this it, this is a team game. You can take me away, Chad cackard has got you. You can take him away, Andre Dury's got you. You know, we, we've got so many, uh, so many weapons and, and the guys just, we all stuck together. And... Um, everybody made plays when when, when the plays were there to to be made you've become a very beloved figure here in Toronto What was it like for you to play in front of a crowd like this? You haven't had that here before It's just been amazing. It it was amazing I just want to say thank you to all the fans who came out tonight and supported Um, You know, we're very happy that we able to pull this one off for you guys and um, You know, it's only gonna get better. Thanks for this Chad. Congratulations. Thank you, Chris
7: Well, it's the Hollywood ending for the Toronto Argonauts but it doesn't always happen this way although it is the last two years a home team wins but over uh, the last 62 years it hasn't happened very often has it. Right, take a look at those last two though. We've, we've Seems to be a trend. 2011 the BC Lions beat Winnipeg. This year Toronto beats the Calgary Stampeders. Next year we're in Saskatchewan. 16th great cup victory for the Argos two at home including this and with John Huffnagel standing by is Sarah Orleski.
8: Coach, the Stampeders team had won 13 of their last 15 games coming into today. What happened?
5: Uh, we just didn't play uh, well enough for uh, especially the first half. Um, that's the first part. We have to tackle better. Uh, we have to... Uh, Try to get touchdowns instead of settling for field goals and uh, too many penalties. So all the things that we were doing pretty good to enable us to, to win those other games, uh, we didn't do very well today.
8: One of the things heading into this game that we heard was that with all of the talk about Kevin Glenn and the emotions and everything, did it feel as if he had difficulty getting settled into a rhythm today?
5: Uh, he, he had a difficult day, uh, you know, especially the start of it, and you know uh, which. Uh, Toronto was able to capitalize on, but, you know, he he got into a rhythm a bit uh, as the day progressed, and then uh, the only thing is we we weren't able to punch the ball in the end zone, and uh, that really hurt us.
8: Thank you, John.
5: All right. Well,
7: the celebration on Chris Jones, such a huge part of it with his family, his third great
17: cup, and the 100th here in Toronto. What a moment and what a postseason what a finish to this chapter for Ricky Ray in his first year in double blue. The guys in the booth mentioned that he now has eight touchdown passes in Grey Cup games one shy of the record held by Anthony Calvillo but Calvillo's nine touchdown passes came in eight Grey Cups. Ricky's got eight in four Grey Cups and he's got another Grey Cup ring coming. Hi everybody welcome inside the Rogers Center once again Dave with the panel here. Where do we start? What do we talk about? With Ricky Ray or Chad Cacker's unbelievable performance of the Toronto defense or Calgary? Did they show up or not? Or were they just beaten by a sound, more sound team of the day? Let's just go up the river. Get your thoughts on the 100th Great Cup show. You said the word, the team. My number one
11: observation is there were two different types of teams. The Toronto Argonauts, they were playing at this level in terms of intensity. The Calgary Stampeders at that level. It was not so much that the Calgary Stampeders did not show up. It was that the Toronto Argonauts Really did. From our vantage point, we're close enough, we can see the hitting. We can see the players flying around. They took John Cornish out of this game physically, and then the Calgary Stampeders did not have a plan B. But the intensity was on the side of the Argonauts, it was not on
13: the side of the Stampeders. Well, Chris Jones, defensive coordinator for the Toronto Argonauts, said he was in a chess match. And I think at halftime, he was basically saying, checkmate. He totally confused Dave Dickerson and Kevin Glenn. He didn't allow them to run the ball, he didn't allow them to throw the ball downfield. Price, Robbie Brown. I think they had four catches for like 40 some yards. He didn't let that big play get going. He didn't let John Cornish get going. I thought Dave Dixon would come out in that second half and possibly get Cornish going out of the backfield with some pass plays. But Chris Jones confusing the entire game. He did an excellent job, and you have to commend him. And that was a big reason why they were able to win this game, Matt. Well, before the football game, we talked about whether or not it was going to be Chad Kacker or John Cornish in it. Who was easier to take out? Well, obviously it was John Cornish, and Toronto's had his number in three games in 2012. Chad Kacker is a multi-dimensional player. You can use him out of backfield, get him in space, and that's exactly what Ricky Ray did. 28 touches for 195 yards, and he he simply stole the show. Ball control offense by the Toronto Argonauts. They're very patient. They're a well-disciplined football team, and certainly the better team on the day, proven on both sides of the football. Maybe not so much the special teams, because Larry Taylor was a bright spot for the Calgary St. Peters, but on this day, it was Ricky Ray, calm, cool, and collected, out of the backfield, and it was fun to watch.
17: You know, Ricky Ray has talked about the fact that
11: Scott Milanovic's system is all about checkdowns, and eight catches for Chad Kackert goes to show you that that was very much in evidence. You know, before the game, we also talked to talked to some defensive
4: linemen for the Toronto Argos who wanted to keep Cornish outside, outside the tackle box, and they did that. They stopped up the middle knowing that he's not able to bounce outside. Chad Kackert,
0: he can bounce outside. You get crease, he's going to hit it 100 miles an hour, but if it's stopped up, he's going to go outside He was two dimensional and they made John Cornish one dimensional and that's why this game
17: ended the way it did as far as I was concerned. This is a team that missed the playoffs completely a year ago. They missed the playoffs two in the last three seasons. Late in the season they went through a stretch where they lost five of six games. But the Toronto Argonauts caught fire the right time. They won their last two of the regular season. They rolled through the playoffs and they put an emphatic stamp on this one. On their home field in the 100th Great Cup dominating the Calgary Stampeders 35-22.